Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got some great speakers today like Brian Benstock, a keynote speaker in the automotive industry with Michelle McLean, helping others propel into greatness. Laura Wild, NBA mental performance expert, Jay Lissa, Alpha Six, and many more champions this morning. So let's pull up a seat and join in on Breakfast with Champions. So make those commitments and stick to them and learn to say no more often. The power of no. Learn to, to, to not make as many commitments because every time we make a commitment to someone else, every time we overcommit and we don't come through, then again, it messes with our, with our self-confidence. It messes with the confidence that others have in us. So it's important to make sure that you are at that place that you can feel confident in yourself and that you can make a commitment and know that you're gonna honor it. And I think that that, that all starts with really believing in yourselves. It starts with it, it to, to come back to believing in yourself. And we were talking about belief earlier, you know, in Glenn's, in Glenn's segment, and you have to believe in you. It almost doesn't matter if others don't believe in you, but you've got to believe in you. You've got to believe that you have the power, that you have what it takes to get to the other side of whatever that commitment is that you've made. You've got to learn to trust yourself and those words that are coming through you, right? Learn to trust those whispers. Learn to, to trust uh, in, in what is coming to you, trusting your energy, trusting your spirit, trusting your intuition. And again, that all does come back to self-confidence. It all comes back to the words that we speak. And it comes back to really looking, looking into ourselves. And my apologies, my kids are leaving for school. And I just, it distracted, it distracted my, 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 my thought here. So yes, it's about making those commitments. My apologies as I come back as I come back uh, to, uh, to 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 the stage here. Um, so really, it is about making and and honoring those and and keeping those. And uh, I don't know if, if who Alpha who anybody else wants to jump in on commitment. I'd love to have a, an engaging conversation over commitment and self confidence. Who's flashing mics? Are you calling on me? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if Alpha, I, I just looked up and I saw you in your shades looking at me. And I just uh, came to you. We're just talking about, again, what is a commitment that, um, or what does self-confidence mean to you? And what are some of the commitments that, that, that uh, what do you think about commitment? And what does that mean to you? Well, commitment is a pre-decision. It means before I even got there, wherever there is, it's already decided that this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter who's there. doesn't matter who's not there. doesn't matter what circumstances there. This is what I am going to do. Anything in my control, I'm doing it. Why? Because I said I would. What do you have if you don't have your word? Nothing. You have nothing at all. The whole entire universe created with words. God didn't do God said. said, let there be, let there be, let there be, and approved it himself. It's good. 
right? If you can't affirm yourself, you definitely can't hear it when somebody else does. It's easier in a in thousand comments to hear the one person who told you no, to hear the one person who said you sucked. Not the 999 and said, wow, that was amazing. That was great. So before you even get there to ensure that it is all those things that you wish it to be, then you must prepare and prepare and prepare down to the wire. Like Kobe will always say, rest in the end, not in the middle. So then when it's time to shoot that free throw and there's 30,000 people cheering and some of them are booing you, there's millions of people watching, the guy on the sidelines trying to trick you, the person in front of you is waving a noodle, it doesn't matter. Ten toes to the basket, shoot your shot because the mechanics are the same whether they boo or they cheer. Back to you, Tony. I love it. Absolutely. Be committed and know your outcome before you get started, right? You start with the end in mind. And, you know, and again, to, to and we've got to have, of course, the, the, the confidence, right? The confidence in, in moving forward towards that commitment. Scott, you were flashing. Yeah, Tony, I think, you know, commitment is doing the things you don't necessarily want to do to accomplish the goals and dreams that you want to accomplish. I'm out here. I, I don't like to run, but um, I've kind of gotten off. I've been traveling a lot, which is amazing. If when you, when you get a chance to travel this awesome country, you know, it's kind of getting back to normal. I was, I'm in part of Apex Group and Arte Syndicate, but it's got me off of my, my rhythm. When I'm at home, I'm a creature of habit. I get up at the same time. I go work out. So I'm here running around the hospital parking lot. You know, I'm putting in, I'm trying to do a 10K this morning. Do I want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. I'd much rather stay in bed. But if I truly want to be the best version of me, which is what is taught to me by my mentor, Ed Mallette, I've got to do the things that I don't necessarily want to do. And that's commitment. And that's what commitment's all about is, is doing things you don't want to do to get to where you want to get. That's, that's how I see commitment. But always great to hear you speak, brother. Fantastic. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's doing the things that are, that are hard, right? You know, um, it's doing the things that are hard. It's, you know, one of the things that I started doing is I started walking. Well, seven years ago, I started walking a lot longer ago, right? But I started walking with intention seven years ago as part of a, a of my morning ritual. And, you know, for the first probably three, four years, I would walk whether it was, you know, 20 degrees below zero or whatever it was. And now I still walk despite weather, except if it's really extreme, I don't, you know, don't feel like getting hit by a tree. But yet I do walk though. I don't run. If you see me running, you should run too, because something's chasing me. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Uh, my knees don't like when I run. So, uh, on those mornings that I didn't want to wake up because it was 10 degrees out or minus 10 degrees and I didn't want to go walk, I would tell myself, I would program myself. Again, those words that we speak. And the, and that was, I'd lay there and I say to myself, if you want to have what others don't, you got to be willing to do what others don't. Get the heck up. And I said that so many times, so many times, that even still today, when I don't feel like getting up, those are the words that, that, that play in my head. Uh, and so it's about keeping that commitment and honoring that and and doing it on the days that it's not easy, right? Because it's easy to do it's hard when it's easy to do it, but it's not easy to do it's hard when it's hard to do it. So, um, yeah, Tony. Yeah, I, I agree. I, love it. I agree with you. Sorry to interrupt you, but a good friend of mine, Alex Flores, he made this quote, and it's really stuck with me. If you do the things that are only easy, your life is going to be hard. If you do the things that are hard, which is just exactly what you're saying, 
then your life will be fairly easy. So I constantly try to challenge myself mentally, physically, to be the best version of me. And if you challenge yourself in different areas of life, life just becomes a little bit more easier. Not that life is easy for any of us, because it's not. But, you know, that's always stuck with me, which is basically what you just got through saying. So great topic. Thank you so much. I love it. I think it was Bruce Lee that said, uh, that said, give me this, the, don't, don't ask for life to be easy. Ask for the strength to endure a difficult one. Right. And, uh, and, and I'll go back to the comment that you said, I, I, I don't know, I forget who you said it was Flores, a friend of yours. Actually, I heard that one from Bless Brown many years ago. You, you, you do it as easy and your life will be hard. You do it as hard and your life will be easy. I, that's one of my favorite quotes. I use that often. Uh, because it's so true. If all we do is what's easy, then when something hard comes up, you can't handle it because you don't know what it's like to do the hard stuff. You've always been doing what's easy. Yet again, and because I, what I love is that not only do I love quotes, I love to break them down, but yet when you do what is hard, your life will be easy because if you're already doing what's hard, when the hard stuff comes up, it's easy to do because you've already done it. You've already been through it. You've already lifted the weights. So you know what it's like to lift that weight. So, um, yeah, great, great, great quote. I love that. Oh, uh, can I add to that? It's yes, of course. Down. No, Graham Rising, Tony, thank you for this conversation. Bernie, that was you were speaking, and I love what Scott just added in Alpha. Um, what, when I think about commitment, it always brings me back to this idea of it starts with making a decision. And the concept of making a decision is that I have cut off uh, – all other alternatives from the point that I am choosing to do going forward. And so if I have made, truly, if I have made a decision, then it really makes the commitment a lot easier. It doesn't necessarily mean that the tasks or actions to execute that commitment are easy, but my willingness, ability to be consistent, my willingness to show up, even when I feel like I don't want to, is so much easier once I have made that decision. When I am in, when I am wavering and I'm still trying to figure out if I want to do something, then the, the commitment is, is is not there. You know, it, it makes it very easy to fall off of the uh, off the off the track, if you will. Um, but the but if my if I have made the decision then I will, I will see that in the commitment. And if there is something that intervenes that unintentionally knocks off the track, it makes the willingness and the desire to get back on track just as easy once that decision has been made. This is what I'm doing. And so nothing will waver from that. Bernita does speaking for the moment. Thank you, Bernita. Yeah, listen, my mentor, Tony Robbins, always says, just burn the boats right? Burn the boats. So you make that commitment and that, so you make it that there's no option. You, you know, the only way, the only way is to go through, go figure it out, do whatever it takes. And just to make that decision to decide, which I guess the root word of that in Latin, it means to cut off, right? To cut off all the other options of retreat, so to speak, so that you say, no, no, this is where I'm going to go because there's more pain. People will do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure. Right. So you've got to make that decision and decide that there's more pain to live the way you were living or to do the way what you were doing than there is moving forward. Right. In 
what it is that you need to get through. Where, what the, what's it going to take to get to the other side? Is, you know, being successful better than, 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 than being broke? Yes. So you've got to associate more pain to that than, uh, than, than, than what it's going to take to be successful. Cause there's pain there as well. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there, we're all going to go through difficulties. We're all going to go through whatever it takes to do that. You've just got to make that decision. You've got to decide that you want more, that you're going to be that, that, that perhaps where you are is not where you want to be. And you're not going to go back there. And obviously depending on, 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 on the position that each individual is in life and what they're doing, you know, there's going to be much more intensity to that statement than, than it will to others. Yet it really is about cutting off the alternative, just moving forward and knowing that there's, that the, that the best is yet to come and that the, there's more good ahead of you than there is behind you and have more hope and faith that, uh, to get you to where you want to go. So 100%. Lolita. Good morning. Good morning again. Yes, I love this question, commitment. So there's this equation I always talk about. It's clarity plus confidence equals commitment, right? When you're clear, and you talked about this this morning, Tony, when you're clear on where you want to go or clear on your beliefs or clear on um, your mindset, when you're clear, right? When you can see without fog, when you can see the light, right? When you're clear plus your confidence, how you show up believing in your clarity, committing to your clarity equals the commitment of how you walk, talk and behave, right? It's looking forward. I do say right a lot. Somebody brought that up to me the other day. <laughs> I didn't realize it. Um, when you commit, you ask yourself, what will I lose as a result of not moving forward? What will I lose? And then how am I going to gain? I'm going to move forward because I'm leaping from where I am. If I stay where I am, then I'm going to keep on getting the same results that I have. And that includes you. That includes your mindset. That includes like your being. That includes growing and shifting. So exactly what you talked about today, but clarity plus the confidence of who you are, the confidence, the, the, the belief, the knowing, the trusting, the surrender of your clarity equals the commitment of how you show up every single day, of how others perceive you, of how others talk about you when you're not at the table or can't be at the table. That's the commitment. The commitment is I am all in, all in. And that's what I got. This is Lolita. I love it. I love it, Lolita. Yeah, listen, it's about the clarity and it is about the self-confidence. But again, the self-confidence, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, I shouldn't say that some have lost that self-confidence yet. Like I said, it, all is not lost. You can come back. You can come back to that just by, again, making those micro commitments, you know, in business, making those making five calls before 10 o'clock or five calls before 12 o'clock. Eating that frog first, as the saying goes, so that you know that you've got that out of the way. You've you've you handled what's hard first. Do it as hard, so that your your day and your life can be easy. And when you start making those again, it's small commitments that really make a huge difference. Remember that small. Write this one down. Small hinges swing big doors. It's not just the big commitments that you've got to honor. It's the little commitments, and and they start with the commitments you're making to yourself every day. You know, commitment, and if so many of you, you know, again, honored to be here. So many of you commit to being here every day. That's committing to your own growth. That's committing to 
your 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 development that's com that's a, a, another form of commitment are you committed to being here so again it's those micro commitments that are going to take you from where you are to where you want to go because if you if you want to just do the really big ones the big ones are hard to do at times because you haven't done the little ones in between going back to that to that term that i just said that small hinges swing big doors it's the little things that really make big things happen so, uh, and it really is about going back to making those micro commitments. And I know I've said it and I've repeated that's probably the fourth time you've heard me say it yet. I say it again because it's so epically important. It's about making those little micro commitments and honoring them, making micro commitments to, to your, your significant other, making micro commitments to business, making micro commitments to yourself, of course. So, uh, that's, that's what, uh, I wanted to bring to the table this morning. Who else has something to add? We've got a hey, few Tony, more minutes here. Mark down here in yellow, if I can. Mark in yellow. Yes, I heard you jumping in before. I just didn't. I couldn't scroll down fast enough to see. Who <laughs> Mark. I, I love what we're sharing here. You know, I'm I'm the host of the We Do Hard Things podcast, and so I literally have want to dedicate my life to helping prove to people that you got to do the hard thing. So I love this so much, and I think you've touched on something really powerful in Lolita as well, is that we make commitments to others. You know, I'm going to show up at 10 o'clock, I show up at 10 o'clock. And yet, we let ourselves slide on the commitments we make to ourselves. We, we show up, but we don't fully show up. We just check boxes. You know, we just say, yeah, I did it. But we don't show up with our full self. And that is what erodes our confidence. Because uh, when you're out in the world, when people are looking at you, when you're presenting, when you're showing up at 10 o'clock for that 10 o'clock, you're on. And yet at night early in the morning, when you're doing your run, when you're doing your jog, you know, Scott is out here doing his 10K. Scott, are you pushing? <laughs> are you really pushing? Or are you just checking boxes to get to the 10K? Those are the commitments that make the biggest difference. When I look at the leaders who have done the most remarkable things, they hold themselves to the same level that they hold others and the same commitment and they drive and they push. That is, is really more than just checking the boxes. You've got to push and commit to yourself because that is what builds the confidence. I'm Mark and I'm complete. I love it. Listen, not only do I agree with that 100%, I also think that you got to surround yourself with people that are going to support you in some of those commitments, some of those decisions that you've made so that you can you set yourself up again, those micro commitments, by the way, there it is. I said it again, that's number five or six, whatever it is. Uh, those are those those are so epically important because you can keep those setting yourself up for success is the secret right you set yourself up for success and you celebrate the small victories you say yes i had you know one two three five bottles of water six bottles of water today you know something that's easy to do set up those micro commitments yes i called and spoke to two people that i hadn't spoken to in a long time or i've sent out those emails i've reviewed whatever it, whatever it is it's making those micro commitments setting yourself up for success uh, is, is, is the secret to, to all of that, uh, to rebuilding that self-confidence to, and, and, and we rebuild that self-confidence again, by keeping those commitments, by honoring ourselves, by honoring those that we've made those commitments to, by honoring God, by honoring the universe spirit, whatever it is, by honoring yourself, by honoring the temple that is your body, by taking care of, of you. Remember my friends that we are all a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Um, because we're a work in progress because our masterpiece is not really completed 
until those paintbrushes fall out of our hands, right? Until our last day. That's when our masterpiece is completed. You know, and I love the word masterpiece. Somebody shared this weeks ago and it, it resonated with me. So I, I kept it and I share it. You know, I, it, we're all a masterpiece because we are all a piece of the master, right? We've all got that, that glow, that spark, that energy, that soul, that's a piece of, uh, of, of, of something bigger than ourselves. So we're all a masterpiece and a work in progress, my friends. Uh, and just know that if you're lacking in confidence, you can build that self-confidence. You can keep those commitments, those micro commitments. Remember that small hinges swing big doors. And remember that when we do it is easy. Our life will be hard when we do it is hard. Our life will be easy. And just know that you've got this. This is a new week. It's a new opportunity. It's a new morning. It's a new opportunity to go out and be the best version of you. So make a decision, decide who it is that you want to be and take strides and start taking steps in the direction of your dreams, of your goals. And if there's something in front of you, remember that you don't have to go, go through it. If you keep hitting your head, you don't have to go through it. You can go over it, under it, around it. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Right? Just get to the other side and make sure that you're you're steadfast in your goals and you're and 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 and, and flexible in your approach. So this is Tony, and this is uh, my segment on Breakfast with Champions this morning. Thank you for everyone who came in and contributed and shared. I appreciate that. I think um, this is um, an unbelievable space, unbelievable room. And now I think I'm going to pass it to – who am I passing it to? Hold on a second. Who am I you passing, are passing it, to? it to me, Tony. And yes. Scott Simons is filling in this morning for Mr. Brian Bensack. He is on a plane. What an amazing, amazing segment that you just had. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you. Appreciate everyone on the stage, everybody in the audience as well, because without the audience, we would not have the opportunity to speak and to reach them. So if you haven't done so yet, by the way, and I'm going to I'm going to do a, a bit of a light room reset here. Make sure that you're hitting that plus button. Bring in two, three, four, five people that you know could and should be here this morning and every morning because that's how we change the world. That's how we can influence the lives of others is by simply clicking that plus sign and bring another two, three, four, five, ten, however many people uh, you can to this stage and support all the speakers, support uh, all the moderators, support Glenn and the Breakfast with Champions and the Profound Questions and Michelle and everybody else that's coming forward. So thank you, Michelle. This is Tony and I am complete. Thank you so much for that, Tony. And yes, to piggyback off of what Tony just said, this is Breakfast with Champions. If you are just joining us, we are here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have our Club 111 on Sundays at 111 Eastern Time. So make sure, that, again, like he said, hit that plus button. Bring some people on in here. We are hoping to change the way that you start your day. And one of the ways that you can do that is by showing up every single day here and also making sure that you hit that little greenhouse at the top of the stage and make sure that you're following our club so that you can open up new rooms and new opportunities for yourself. I am super excited this morning uh, to be following Tony's segment. You know, he was just talking about commitment 
And uh, today we're going to be talking about seven tips to becoming more productive, right? And let's face it, it's Monday. Uh, Monday tends to be one of those days for many people that's not so productive. You know, coming off of the weekend, maybe you had a lot going on. Uh, for some people, you know, there's a whole lot of momentum going into Monday, and for others, we kind of feel deflated. And so, I want to talk about this morning some productivity hacks. Uh, things that can make your life a little bit more fulfilling. As I said, Brian Benstock is on a plane this morning. I believe he's heading to Digital Dealer. Uh, so I'm very humbled and honored to be joined by my dear friend, Scott Simon. Scott, how are you doing this morning? Michelle, I'm, I'm uh, out here plugging away. I started doing my 10Ks again as I kind of got in a little bit of a rut traveling. You know, I fell off um, my routine. So I'm going to start doing two workouts a day, and one of them is going to include 10K, so I'm out here suffering through it right now, but I'm here to serve. I'm here to run with you, champion, so let's roll. I love it. Unfortunately, there's no success, but a little bit of suffering along the way, right? <laughs> As we all know, doing 75 hard, I'm on day 39 today, and uh, the struggle has been real. There, there were days that I, I didn't think I was going to make it through it. So I feel you, my friend. I am rooting for you. I'm cheering you on as you do your 10Ks. And real quickly, I just want to make sure of who we have on the stage. If everybody, if you're available to speak, if you're here, you're present, if you could just flash your mics for me real quick. I want to make sure that we get everybody uh, engaged in this conversation. Keep flashing those mics. All right, perfect. All right, and if my moderators can take a look, and anybody that's not flashing their mic, if we could just temporarily move them down to the audience, make sure that we clean up our stage a little bit, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Fantastic. All right, I think we've got everybody, and our moderators are cleaning this up, so I'm going to go ahead and hop on into our first tip. And like I said, we're just coming off of Tony's segment, right? He was just talking about commitment. And today, Scott and I are going to be sharing tips with you about becoming more productive. And so the segue and the irony of, of Tony's conversation is that the number one tip to becoming more productive is staying committed, right? And it's through that commitment that we can continually improve and better ourselves. And I think sometimes, you know, like Tony was saying, we, we show up for our commitments to others, but when it comes to committing to ourselves and to the goals that we set, sometimes we don't show up for ourselves. And that's just as important as showing up for other people, right? So maybe you're launching a company, right? Maybe you're taking a class. Maybe you just want to improve your physical well-being, right? It's in taking those steps, even those little tiny steps that he talked about, that we can become more productive. And I really, truly believe that commitment is the key to success. You know, back in November, I started this, this weight loss journey. I was highly overweight. Um, through today, I've lost 116.1 pounds, right, in, in just shy of seven months. And it's not something, honestly, that I ever thought that I could do, right? Sometimes we look at that big end goal, right? We look at that huge mountain that's ahead of us instead of just dissecting it and breaking it down into the little things, into the little changes that we can make on a daily basis. Because when you do that and you stay committed and you make those tiny little goals, right? Each time you cross one of those off, that's getting you closer to that big goal. So I know, you know, Scott's out here running these 10Ks today, right? Scott, you didn't just start out running 10Ks every day, right? Whether it's in, in your business or in your physical fitness, you had to, to work yourself up to that, right? Absolutely. So my strategy, because I'm not a runner by any stretch of the imagination, and is I, I walked, started walking, 
I would start off running. When I got tired, I would walk. I would uh, then catch my breath, run. And I know there's all sorts of strategies, but this is just my simple way of uh, being able to run just slightly faster than, uh, than a turtle. But anyway, I would go and I would look at my time, my, my first mile. And then I would make my second mile faster than my first mile. And then I would make my third mile faster than my second mile. And then what I found is, is the gaps between where I stopped running got shorter and shorter and shorter. And then my fastest mile was the sixth mile um, running the 10K. So, yeah, I had to build up to it. And another strategy I did was I would run downhill and walk when I would go slightly uphill. And, again, that's just building up endurance. I can play racquetball for an hour and a half. I can play – I could do CrossFit. I could lift – I'm right there with, with most. But just a flat-out run, you know, I just have always struggled. But if you truly want to lose weight and get in the best shape, there's nothing better than just running, flat-out running. So, no, you, my strategy was run so I couldn't run anymore, catch my breath, narrow. Then I would try to walk faster even in between, just improving those miles every single time. The next thing you know – that distance between stop running just, you know, got shorter and shorter and shorter. But that was my simple strategy of trying to tackle this moose, which I still don't like to run. I just simply don't like it. But I'm at least getting through it. So that was my strategy. Well, I am incredibly proud of you. I am not to that point. Like, I get to the point when I'm in my workout. I have this one really big hill that, that's, you know, up in the mountains behind me. And I made a commitment to myself that no matter what, I was going to run up that hill every single solitary day to prove to myself that I could. And I think that we do that. You know, it's not just in, in working out, right? But in business, right, we have to make those commitments that we're going to run full speed ahead sometimes up that hill because otherwise we lose momentum. So I think that it's really, really important, you know, I, this topic that we've shared this morning on commitment, you have to stay dedicated, you have to stay committed, and you have to keep putting in the work every single solitary day, even when you get that first win, right? It's important that you celebrate that win, but I think a lot of times, too, uh, you see people that they get that first win, right? Or maybe they're they're on that plateau where they're they're having some success. And then they get very comfortable. And then out of nowhere, it's like a balloon that gets deflated. That one little pin pops that momentum, and there goes all of your progress. So it's absolutely essential, I think, that we stay committed when we're talking about becoming more productive in life, especially on a Monday. Uh, let's face it, like I said, Monday. Monday's not always the best day. I'm, I've learned to love Mondays. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a full commitment, seven-day-a-week person. I'm trying to pull back a little more on Sundays for some self-care. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really important that whatever goal that you set for yourself, you have to stay the course, you have to stay committed. And, you know, like we said a lot, you know, you're three feet from gold and a lot of people give up right before they, right before they hit that, that goal. So we got to keep going. So guys, if you want these tips, uh, maybe you don't have your pen and paper this morning, feel free. You can touch on my profile picture and you can join my text club. It's absolutely free. Uh, we pass out all kinds of VIP specials, all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, and we are in the process right now of putting together this massive Google Drive uh, of all the tips that we share uh, so that you can get first access to that uh, when we put it together and it comes out. So make sure that you guys do that. Again, if you're just joining us this morning, we are talking about seven tips to becoming more productive. And we just got done talking about commitment, right? Staying committed. Number two. And this is something that uh, I think a lot of people struggle with, right? Um, we talk a lot about, you know, looking at others' lives on social media and things like that and, and dealing with that imposter syndrome or comparison syndrome, if you will. And number two tip to becoming more productive is, to me personally, it's embracing people 
over possessions, right? I think a lot of times we set these audacious goals, like, you know, I want to have this amazing house, or I want to have this amazing car that will keep up with the Joneses thing. But at the end of the day, guys, the reality is that most people could care less about the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the house that you're in. It's about people, right? And it's not to say that people aren't right there with you celebrating your successes, but if people aren't there celebrating your successes, right? And they're there as well to help you build up from your failures. Like none of that stuff matters, right? The end of the day, the people who are genuine, they care about you as a person and they're going to support you for the right reasons. So you need to do the same for others. And I think that that's really something that's important to point out is that we need to, as a general society, do a better job of just lifting people up. My hashtag is we rise together. And that's something that I, I believe it's not, it's not just a saying, it's not just a hashtag that I put on my post. It's something that I truly live and I truly believe that we rise together. And I will, I will, till the last breath that I take, if there's something that I can do to build another person up or help somebody along their path, because there were people that were there to help me, I'm going to do it. So again, number two, I think that's just, it's really, really important that we're embracing people and helping people build up instead of focusing on the possessions, right, Scott? And, you know, you made a, a pretty bold move several months back, you know, you, you sold your Lamborghini, um, in, in order to give back to charity. And I don't know that that's a lot, something that a lot of people would do. I mean, I'm sure that was a scary moment for you, right? Well, yeah, it was a, it was a goal of mine as a child. Um, you know, my mom's originally from Italy and we went to Italy years ago and I saw my first supercar and where I'm from, you didn't see, uh, Italian sports cars. So I told my mom at that point, I said, mom, one day I'm going to have one of those. And it was, a, a, I think at the time it was a Ferrari. Um, and my mom says, son, you can accomplish anything you want in life. And so um, I set up goals for myself, um, financial goals, net worth goals. And anybody could go, you know, lease, lease a car or take a picture in front of a car and pretend to be somebody that they're not or to, you know, flex for the gram or whatever else that other comments that we make. And my goal was, is something that Grant Cardone taught me is, is, I paid for the car with passive income and I had the ability to buy two of them. And that's when I deserved or, or deserved or met a goal and purchased the car. Um, when I sold the vehicle after, you know, driving it a couple times, I, you know, it, it allowed me to speak to children. It allowed me, um, people reached out to me on social media, not asking, you know, about my journey. They just asked, Hey, I would like to get a Lamborghini. I would, I want one of those cars. How can I, you know, what did you do? What's your hack? How did you, you know, quote unquote, get rich or get wealthy or whatever, they would reach out. And they were always looking for hacks. They were always looking for how, you know, what, you know, what secret did you, did you do Bitcoin? You know, what, you know, what's this get rich, you know, scheme? Do you sell MLM or whatever the case may be? And not that there's anything wrong with any of that. And I'm not being disrespectful at all, but they all didn't want to know about the hard work and the journey and what the car enabled me to do, which is not what I envisioned. You know, it enabled me to speak in front of children and uh, give back, you know, it, it gave me a, um, uh, they were all intrigued by the car, which enabled me to pour into them and said, look, you know, you can accomplish your goals and dreams. And at the end of the day, this is just a car. It's simply a car. Now, is it a cool car? Yes. Does it go fast? Yes. But it's a car. And I had an opportunity where um, in December, um, I gave uh, my wife and I, on behalf of our family, we gave another $100,000 personally to Fishburne Military School to send underprivileged children there. Also, I used the money to invest in a couple of deals that I was working on, real estate deals. 
uh, but the car didn't serve me anymore. It was a depreciating asset sitting in a in a garage that I very rarely drove. And so I made that decision to to sell it in order to send about 20 children to a military school. And, you know, you know, did I, I, I got teared up just a little bit because, you know, sometimes you have to make tough decisions, but I know that the decision will pay dividends and in the future I can purchase another car. But, you know, I think your point is to support other people like you and Joy are doing 75 hard. I, I dropped out, but I'm still, every time I see y'all post, I'm commenting on your post saying, hey, ladies, I'm proud of you. Y'all are killing it. Keep going. Don't give up. Um, and, I, and I'm giving back and, and, and pouring into others uh, because then it'll come back. It'll come back to me. And I just wanted to say both of y'all, I'm so very proud of you. And another thing, uh, people that are listening, don't, don't, don't compare your real real life to everybody else's perfect fake life. Don't 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 do that. Don't get caught up in that game because very few people will be vulnerable and talk about how tough life actually is. They'll only put together the 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 life that they want you to see. Now some people are doing it in order to positively motivate you. Other people are doing it to say, "Hey, hey, look at me." So don't get caught up. Life is tough. In order to accomplish goals and dreams, you've got to work hard. You've got to be good to others. You've got to be a good human being, and God will show you favor. But I think that's a really big point that you brought up, Michelle, is is pour into others, cheer other people on. And that's how you build a tribe and a network. And when someone says, hey, you know, that person, I don't know about that person. Say, no, I know all about that person, that Michelle McLean, that Joy, the people that are on the stage. They're wonderful human beings that are here to serve, not to serve ourselves, not to sell you a product or service that we have. We are here to serve you. And that's, I think, the point that you brought up. And uh and, and that's a fantastic point, number two. No, it, it's absolutely all about in the service of others. And there was a time in my life where I could have cared less. And I don't think that it it was out of selfish reasons. I just think that there there was just, you know, there was a season where I was a very different person. And it's funny because people today I'll get messages on Instagram. People are like, what do you do? And, I, you know, I, I don't share a whole lot on these stages about what I do. It's more about my journey and where I've come from and knowing that there are so many people along that same journey. And it's not that we share the same journey, but I remember being that person. I remember falling flat on my face. I remember being stuck after up to the worst event of my life and going, I don't know what to do. And the only thing that I knew how to do was to give back and to serve others and to help people. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, that Zig Ziglar quote, if you help enough other people get what they want, you will have everything that you want. And I'm living proof of that. I spent the first five years of my career of being an entrepreneur, just pouring into other people and giving and giving until I couldn't give anymore. And it's just now, just now, five, six years later, finally starting, you know, to come back to me. So again, you know, we're talking about productivity hacks this morning. We said first, you know, it's about commitment, right? It's staying the course. You can't expect that you're going to achieve every result that you want overnight. You have to stay the course. Then again, embracing people over possessions. Don't don't chase that carrot. You know, it's great to have goals that are, are monetary. It's great to have possession goals. Everybody, you know, wants to achieve something in life, and it's great to have that. But you have to put people first. And when you put people first, it one thousand percent comes back to you. And you know that kind of segues us into the third point about gratitude. And again, that was something that I really used to struggle with, right? When, when I was going through my lows of lows, it was really difficult every day to wake up and say something that I was grateful for, much less, you know, have the, the energy 
to want to sit and write it down. But at the end of the day, it, that really will, it will pull you out of anything expressing gratitude daily. That's a huge productivity hack because the more that you're grateful, it's amazing how much more willing you are to help other people. And so every single day now, I take the time to write down what I'm grateful for. And being grateful, again, like I said, it's, it's going to increase your productivity because you start to, to visualize and realize when you put that down on paper, hey, you know what, no matter how bad my storm might be, there are still things that I have to be grateful for. And every single day, you know, that's something that we as collaborative, uh, you know, people on the stage, that's the one thing that I think we really all share in common is gratitude. And it's amazing what will happen and how your life will shift and transform when you start focusing on the positive, when you start focusing on the things that are going right in your life. You know, I have a saying, I tell people that I say, you get five minutes to grieve and then you have to be gangster. And that's not literal. You know, we all, we all go through those moments in life where I think it, that we struggle with gratitude, you know, especially when, when the storms come in, right? Can't rain all the time. And so I think that it's really important uh, that we do, that we focus on a daily basis on the things that we do have to be grateful for in this one crazy, beautiful existence of this thing called life that we get. And Scott, I, I know that that's just, that's a, a pinnacle of not only what you do in your personal life, but at CMA and your business life. I know Liza, uh, that's, that's a big part of, of her daily routine and, and what she teaches at CMA is gratitude. And you know, I know you very much like me, there was a time in your life where Gratitude didn't necessarily come easy, right? How did you how did you find that that strength and that mind shift to start being grateful? And what did it do for your life when you embraced it? Well, uh, Glenn has a has a a uh, ebook called The Morning Five at themorningfive.com that anybody can go pick up a, a free copy of. And two of the big things that I learned from Glenn out of that Morning Five was, you know, to practice gratitude. Um, I'll tell you. I've, I've been, I'm really a fortunate person. I'm a really fortunate guy, um, you know, for all the opportunity God has provided to me. And my life and my career really took off when I started caring more about others than I did myself. And was I winning in life? Yeah, to, you know, it, 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 by, by some people's standards, I was. You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April, or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April, or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60-year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% Club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. But I was just a very unhappy miserable person because I, I cared about myself first. Now, do we have, should we look out for ourselves? Yes, we should save our money. We should pay ourselves first. Absolutely. But I cared more about myself than I did others. And my life really, really took off when I started practicing gratitude and it made me more of a positive person. There was one point I was a very negative person because I allowed my surroundings dictate 
my attitude. I started giving up on my dreams and goals. I was in a very negative work environment and I chose to stay in that work environment and it changed me. And it took my wife saying to me, my wife that I've been, you know, we've dated or been married for over 30 years. She said, you, you turned into somebody I don't know. Who are you? This isn't you. It's 265 pounds, you know, drinking every day, uh, drowning my sorrows and uh, feeling sorry for myself. And uh, and because I'd only focused on myself at that point. And then, I, I, you know, um, I started turning it around. And then I went to work for Carter Myers Automotive Group. And, uh, you know, and I started, you know, caring and, and loving others more than I love myself. And when that happens, your your life really, really, really takes off. So I ask people all the time, if, if you feel like that you can't catch a break and that bad things are always happening to you, take a really good look in the mirror. Go take a really good look in the mirror because if it's constantly happened to you, it, it, it's you. Not everybody else can be wrong. And if constantly bad karma and bad things are happening, start being a more positive person. One thing is download the morning five from Glenn and um, practice a gratitude. And the other thing I learned from Glenn is, and talking about serving others, is send out encouraging messages, five encouraging messages a day. Hey, Alpha Man, I, I appreciate you always being on here. Uh, serving everybody else and always we can always count on you hey bill you know the, the the knowledge you bring man has really helped me in business dr Rowe, you know your inspiration and 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 help reminding us that you know we should give back to others and that we should you know make sure we click organ donation and and on our driver's license to go those extra steps and you know lolita the the positive influence you have so just send out those encouraging messages to people make a huge difference and it really brightens people's day. So those are two things that I learned, which align with your, with your third principle. Um, so fantastic uh, subject. Yeah. I love that you said that and, and going into our first, fourth point, I think that that really ties it in. Well, here's our fourth point to productivity is improving your social skills. Right. And I think that's something that sometimes we, we put to the wayside, right? We talk a lot about the fact that, you know, you are the sum of the people that are closest to you, the seven people that are closest to you. And I am very fortunate and blessed, you know, that although I keep a tight circle, you know, I, I have my, my core tribe of people that I go to, you know, whether things are good or bad or, or ugly, whatever they are, I know that I can go to people like you, Scott Simons, or I can pick up the phone at any point in time and, and I can call Brian Benstock or I can call a Glenn Lundy or I can call Tamara. I see my beautiful friend Tamara on stage this morning. I feel so bad. I wanted to, to get up to... The conference that she was at yesterday and my folks are in town visiting and it's just been kind of a, a crazy week for me but um, you know improving upon your social skills is such a huge productivity hack you know there um, there's a statistic I believe that it was in um, it's from the University of California and they said that people who are socially adept are consistently more productive than wallflowers right by 25% they also uh, make more money and I think that it's important you know, that we understand just how important it is to surround yourself with the right people and constantly being improving on those social skills. You know, you talked about looking in the mirror and that self audit piece was literally a, a game changer for me. Um, you know, I, I had the social skills, right? But for me personally, where I lacked the most was confidence. 
You know, we talked about that a little bit this morning too in Tony's segment. And I had to really take a hard look at myself and, and literally, I mean, put pen to paper. And I had to sit down and I had to ask myself why I was struggling with the imposter syndrome, why I was lacking confidence. And at the end of the day, you know, it, it came down for me, uh, to, you know, to self-image. And it, I said, okay, Michelle, well, if you're struggling with the self-image, you're struggling with the way you dress, you're struggling with, you know, your body image, you're struggling with these things and feeling like you don't deserve seats and like you don't fit in or you don't belong. What can you do to change that? And, you know, what I started doing gradually was I started surrounding myself with different people. When you are surrounding yourself with constant negativity, uh, with people that aren't, you know, the movers, the shakers, the go-getters, and, and constantly you have those people in your ear, almost like a gnat, right? They're just constantly buzz, 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 buzz. When you have nothing positive in your life and you're lacking in social skills to surround yourself with the right people, it can weigh you down in ways that you cannot even imagine. And so I think that it's just, it's so important, you know, that even if you're tend, if you're tending to be that type of a, an introvert, I'm a very extroverted person, but I struggle with introverted tendencies sometimes. You know, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly in some settings and in other settings, I, I play that wallflower card because I think sometimes we're afraid to step outside of those comfort zones. Uh, but like, you know, like Scott was saying, like the more that you pour into others and the more that you hone in on those social skills, it gives you the ability to not only collaborate, but to delegate tasks. You know, maybe those things that you're not as strong at, you then have the ability through building that social network and building those social skills, both in and off online, off the you know internet, you are able to then build up a massive network of people. And now I've gotten to the point where literally anybody could come to me for pretty much anything, and even if it's not my specialty, if it's not my forte, I go, hey, I don't, I don't do that, but I know someone who does. So networking is just, it's absolutely essential in life and business. Um, I, I don't know what I would do without my network. Uh, I'm so grateful for people like Scott Simons, you know, that I can call up on a whim when Brian Ben's not going to play and go, hey, join me this morning, you know. But, but that's, in the, that's the power of, of being social and, and giving back and pouring into others is knowing that because you've put those pieces in and you've built up you know, those social skills, that now you have this tremendous group of, of following and people that at any point in time, you know that you can go to and they've got your back, right? And, and Scott, I know that's something that's very important too for you guys over there at CMA. I mean, my God, like you're, you guys have owner, you're owned by your employees, right? You wanna talk about building up a network and giving back and, and helping other people grow their, their social skills. How important has it been to your success to be surrounded by people and to, to have those social skills? You know, whether you're on a stage or off, those social skills, I think, are critical. And would you not agree that that's one of the, probably the, the biggest things in building a business is building your network first? Oh, absolutely. I mean, your, your network is, is your network. And I, you know, the, you, you reached out and said, Hey, Scott, can you run with me? Absolutely. I'll adjust my schedule. I'll make sure that I'm here for you because that's a relationship and that's the network that you've built because you've served me before I ever even, you know, really knew you, you know, you reached out to me and I met you years ago at a conference. And when you go to these conferences or you're on this stage, when you have the ability to, to, uh, share make sure that you grab that opportunity and you share it's your time 
to to shine. It's your time to pour into others. And because you've poured into me, when you ask, hey, would you be there? Can you can you assist? Without a shadow of a doubt, I'll change schedules around. I'll do whatever I need to do because I'm not going to let you down because you don't let me and others down. And your network is so important. I mean, Stephen Kuhn, which is here, you know, with us. I mean, his network is unbelievable. The network that I'm that I'm in now, and some of the people, you know, the Liza Borgeses, the Andy Frisellas, the Ed Milets, the Danielle Delgados, the Tim Stories, the um, Ryan Stuman's group, uh, the Sean Whalens, you know, some of these groups that I'm in. Um, you know, I never dreamed of it, but. Uh, you know, your your network is so important. I would not be where I was at today if it wasn't for the strong network that I built. Uh, and when you go to these conferences, make sure that you introduce yourself to people. Make sure that you do research. Like what I do before I go to a conference is I'll look at the people that are going and I do research on them. So say I would go research Alpha 6 or I would go research Bill or Lolita or Anthony or, or Niku or or Jeff the Entrepreneur, if I didn't already know him, I'm going to find out a little bit about him, and I'm going to put notes in my phone. That way, when I see him, I'm okay, okay, there's Michelle McLean. This is what, you know, Michelle McLean, you know, I know what she does. I know how she serves the auto industry. I, I know what her business does. I know what she's went through because I follow her on social media. I support her on social media. You know, I send her an encouraging message, um, and I know something about that person before I go to the conference. And that's just a networking hack. You know, before you go, because I tell you, this country has opened back up and I've been able to attend some conferences. And I tell you, there's no better feeling than going up and shaking someone's hand or giving them a big hug and say, you know, it's been a while and it's so good to see you. And be present, you know, be present and talk to as many people as you possibly can as this country is opening back up and it's exciting times. But network is extremely important, Michelle. No, you are, you are spot on. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm such a social butterfly. So the fact that, you know, we are opening back up as a society, I love that you said how important it is, you know, to, to get to know people, right? So many times, and I know you can attest to this and probably every person on this stage can attest to this, but whether you're on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, it doesn't matter, but we're flooded every single day with messages of buy my product, do business, do this, do that, you know, and, and they don't take the time to get to know us. Having that social skill set and, and putting people first and being of service to others, all of those things, in my opinion, are, are way more important than the product that you sell. Because at the end of the day, people buy from people that they like and trust. It's about building that relationship. And the more relationships that you can build and, and offer, you know, that you're able to give back in those relationships, the more that that's going to come back to you. Like I said, you know, there's there's a specific skill set that I have, right? I do branding, I do marketing, mainly in the automotive industry, but we've branched out. Not a lot of people know exactly what I do, but at the end of the day, I probably do more and and make more off of, you know, the, as a byproduct of having the network that I have and knowing that at any point in time, like if somebody is looking for something specific, I can say, hey, you know what? That's not my area of expertise, but here's three people that can help that can help you out. And that that is literally how I've built my entire business on the principle of reciprocity, doing for others first, giving to others first. And when you do that and you build those relationships, it's absolutely incredible what will happen. Because like I said, even though you may not be the expert, you know, now you have 50 people that are experts in different areas. And now you can refer business to them. And then when they get somebody that's looking for your area of expertise, 
that person's going to remember that and they're going to refer business back to you. So that networking aspect is just absolutely crucial. But you talked about conferences, which is really awesome because our number five tip to becoming more productive is, believe it or not, travel. According to Huffington Post, travel is actually a great way to develop character, become more open-minded, and it also provides an escape from the daily grind to increase productivity. But more importantly, it kind of ties back into everything else that we've been talking today, right? Staying committed, embracing people over possessions, expressing gratitude, improving on your social skills. These are all things that happen, I think, when you travel. When you go to these events, it is so important that you get out there, that you put yourself out there. I can't tell you how many times I, I've been to an event and there are, there are always those one or two people that you never get a chance to even know that they were there. Like you go and you go to this whole event and then, you know, people start posting pictures on social media and, and you're like, wait a second, I didn't even see you. And, you know, for me, when I go to these events and I go to conferences, it's, it's a time for me to really collaborate and network and get to know people and shake hands and give hugs. And, you know, for me, that social aspect of going to an event and traveling is probably the most important thing that I can do. It's probably what's been most successful to me in my, my career is getting to know people, traveling to these different events. And I can't wait to get back out there. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in uh, September at the Kingdom Clubhouse Conference. I'm super excited for that. Uh, but, you know, traveling to these events, it's, it's really like it can make or break um, everything that you've worked for in your career and in your life. And Tamara, I don't know. Tamara, are you on stage with us? I am. I am. Love Good to hear morning, you guys about this. Conferences all day, girl. I missed your face. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I've got family in town this week, and it's it's been a little bit hectic. My my stepdad's not in the best of health, and you know we we had to cancel some plans for yesterday. But I am super super excited to be sharing a stage with you and Glenn and some of these other amazing people uh, coming up this September. And I would love for you to, if you have two minutes, since we're talking about becoming more productive, you have this amazing event that's coming up. Uh, if you want to give a quick plug to talk about that and how people can get tickets. Yeah, I would love to do that. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, conferences are incredible. I just got back from one in Denver. We'll actually be talking about all about it at the 8 o'clock hour. So um, this one that she's talking about is actually been a God deposit since Clubhouse. Um, it is Kingdom Clubhouse Conference. So if you want to get together with all these people and actually hug necks and enjoy the camaraderie and actually really engulf yourself into the immersive experience, the networking here is amazing. Absolutely, hands down. Motivation, lives have been changed on Clubhouse, but there is nothing like being in person and making eye contact with the person who motivates you, or if you're the motivator, to be able to be with those people. And I think all the time we play both roles. Um, the conference is intended to teach both business and faith perspective in business and having fundamentals correct that are sound, that are good, because I believe when good people have good money, they do really good things. And so I can't wait to see how that's going to skyrocket people's businesses. We have incredible people who are coming. Glenn will be there. You'll be there. Brian Hess will be there. Um, Joy will be there. Jaylissa will be there. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think through the whole lineup. Andrew F. Carter, who is not a part of Clubhouse, um, 
but he is an incredible motivator and inspirer and an incredible influencer on social media. He'll be coming from California there. Um, I, I know I'm missing a thousand people right now, but I literally just woke up and my flight didn't get in until two because it was delayed. So I have this like Brielle voice right now. I'm kind of digging. <laughs> so that's a bit about it. It's happening on October 1st and 2nd. If you want to experience the immersive VIP day, which is like a mastermind intensive um, and adventure because I can't do anything without a little bit of fun uh, and a lot of joy. And you're coming to the beach, so I can't not take you to the beach. Um, that's the VIP ticket, and you'll see that on the site now. Michelle, do you have your link somewhere so they can go through you since you give me the time to showcase it? I will absolutely add that link to my profile as soon as we wrap up here. It is somewhere in my email of a thousand. So <laughs> I get it. It's in mine. If it's in mine now too, if you guys want to check it out, but go to Michelle's too. Um, and that would be amazing. We're so excited to have you in person. And if you can't come in person, of course, there's always the virtual option, which will be an immersive virtual experience. It'll feel like clubhouse almost, but we get to see your faces in real time, which we're really pumped about. I am super, super, super excited. And thank you so much for the opportunity and for sharing all of that information. Guys, again, if you're just joining us this morning, myself, Scott Simons, we're talking about seven tips to becoming more productive. I'm going to quickly recap. Number one, staying committed. Uh, obviously, that's a huge, huge, huge deal to the keys to success. Uh, number two, embracing people over possessions. Uh, growing your network, of course. Number three, expressing gratitude daily. Number four, improving your social skills. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, we just got done wrapping up talking about the importance of travel, uh, getting out, being at events, uh, not being a wallflower when you go to those events. Those are all great productivity hacks. So I'm going to hop in here to number six, and I think this is probably for me, uh, this is the most important one that we're going to talk about today. Don't hold grudges. There was a, a time uh, in my life, and I, and I had every right to do so, um, where I held some, some pretty substantial grudges uh, against some people that had hurt me in my life uh, and caused a, a lot of pain for me, things that you know, I never ever in my life imagined that I would go through. Um, but you know what? It's, it's, ex it's exceptionally important. This is something that I've had to, to learn and, and practice on a regular basis that holding a grudge is a complete productivity and time suck, right? It mentally drains you. It makes you miserable. So forgive often and focus on what you can control. That forgiveness element, I, I think, is huge. We go through things in life, and rightfully so, right? There, there are things that maybe people have, have done to harm us or harm our business or harm our lives or even harm others, right, that we love. And it can be really difficult. But at the end of the day, you know, that faith element is my trump card, right? You know, they say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life and not perish. And we, we are able to speak those words because he so forgave us, right? He paid the ultimate sacrifice on a cross and died for our sin. And so every day I wake up and even if I'm angry or I'm bitter, uh, you know, and again, we all, we all go through those, those moments, right? Where it's really difficult sometimes to forgive someone, especially people that have, have like irrevocably harmed us. But at the end of the day, if you don't forgive, if it's not harming them, it's harming you. And we, we tend to, as human beings, we stew in that, right? We hold those grudges and we get hostile and we get angry and it affects every area of our life and it causes us to be less productive. 
So I encourage you today, you know, whatever it is that you're holding on to, if you're harboring hate or anxiety in your heart for another human being, guys, forgive and go move forward in your life. Because again, like I said, it's just going to hold you back. It's, it's not healthy for you. Everything that you are internalizing, all of that hate that you hold for another human being, and maybe they deserve it. You know, I'm, there are a lot of people in this world that are very deserving of my grudges. <laughs> but at the end of the day, me holding that grudge is not harming that person. The only person that it hurts is me, right? So it's really, really, really important that when you're trying, you know, to live a more productive life, that you've got to let go of those grudges. And and Scott, I'm sure you've you've experienced that a time or two, right? Where things have have been not so great in your life, where somebody's tried to harm you, or someone has said something about you that isn't true, or or maybe they've said something about your business. But if you hold on to that, you know, how how much does that suck of your time, Scott? Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Oh, Michelle, you know, a lot. And, you know, we have Valley, about 175 people. Uh, that work with us, you know, CMA has close to 700. And as you go through this journey in life, I'm not for everyone. I want people to like me. I hope they like me. I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I feel like that I'm a nice guy and I try to serve others. But at the end of the day, if they don't like me, that's on them and not me. And if you try to please everybody, you'll end up pleasing no one. And when I move on from a situation, when someone shows their true colors or what they're truly about, I truly believe them and I move on. And a couple of people came to me and said, man, we, you can really move on from, from, from things and really let it go, you know, really put it behind you. I said, yeah, I don't want them to occupy space in my mind. I, don't, I can't because I have all these other people that count on me to be the best version of me. And if I hold hatred or sit and let them occupy negativity in my mind, that prevents me from accomplishing my dreams, my goals, and being present for the people that depend on me that are there, you know, uh, showing up every single day, trying to uh, be the best auto group and trying to be the best person. So no, I once they show their true colors, I don't wish harm or, or you know, ill will toward them. I just simply, they're just not, I just don't even think about them. I wish them the best and I just simply just, move on. And there's a couple people that uh, still to this day, you know, I'll hear it for every now and then say, man, this person really doesn't like you. And I said, hey, I wish you nothing but the best. You know, I truly do. And I'm, I am i haven't really even thought about it, you know. So I think that's a great topic. And by, by letting them occupy space, it's only hurting um, what you're wanting to accomplish. Uh, and trust me, it takes maturity to do that. I was very immature. Uh, you know, my, my mom's Italian and I'm from you know, Southern West Virginia. And, you know, we believed in, you know, an eye for an eye. And, you know, at one point, you know, if you, if you get us, we're going to get you back twice, you know, but anyway, that's just simply not the way to be. And by growing up and focusing on what's important to me and my family and our, you know, businesses is what makes me just move on from that situation. And I wish them nothing but the very best. 
I think we have to do that. You know, it, it just, it's like you said, it's more for us than it is for other people. But, you know, I, I do believe in the principle of karma, um, you know, and, you know, I, I believe in, as well, I believe that, that God doesn't like ugly. Um, and I let him deal with that, right? Those areas of my life where there are places that I need, I don't say need, but I feel that I need uh, at times, you know, to hold a grudge or, you know, to be hostile or still be angry about things that have happened in the past. Again, which, you know, a lot of times we have every right. We are justified in our anger. We have every right to feel that way. But sometimes you just got to let go and let God, because if you don't, again, it's just going to slow you down. It's going to halt your productivity. Um, so I, I think that, that that forgiveness element and not holding grudges, that's, that's probably the most important of our tips today. Uh, certainly something that I continue to work on on a regular basis. So I love that. So I'm going to jump right into number seven. We got about 15 minutes left here. And then I believe Laura Wilde is up at eight o'clock, if I'm correct. Uh, but number yeah. seven, I'm sorry, who was that? I said, yes, it's Laura Wilde. Right Wonderful. Here. Good morning. All right. So number seven is live in the moment. So often, I think we let ourselves get consumed by making plan after plan after plan and thinking that we always have to have a next step and a next step and a next step. And while I believe in goal setting and I believe that having plans are good, if you're too busy making plans on plans on plans, you're not going to actually live, right? You're going to halt your production. You're going to keep yourself from enjoying the present. So I think that it's really important, you know, that we stay, that we live in the moment. I've said it before and I'll say it a hundred times, but you know, no amount of anxiety that you have about the future and no amount of regret that you have about the past is going to change the present moment. And so I think that it's really important that we focus on, on the moment that we're in here and now, the breath that's in our lungs here and now, the heart that is beating here and now because the reality is guys we don't know if there's a tomorrow we don't know if there's a 10 minutes from now at any point in time any one of us you know we're, we're all on a, on a clock and we don't know when when our time is up and so you know all of these hacks that we've talked about this morning about being more productive being more productive is what's going to lead you to live your best life and you can't live your best life if you're not living in the present moment Stop worrying about what happened yesterday. Stop worrying about things that happened 10 years ago. You can't change them any more than, you know, again, your, your anxieties about what's going to happen tomorrow because we're not promised it. So I think that it's really important, you know, in being productive and in living your best life, being filled with the joy that you want to be filled with, uh, that, we, that we stay living in the present and that we focus on what can we do right here, right now? What life can I change right here, right now? You know, in 2016, most of you know my story by now, but I, I woke up in my husband's lifeless arms and he had taken his own life and I, there were no warning signs. I had absolutely no idea what was going on in, in his psyche and his head. I, I have, I still to this day, you know, and I'm, you don't, you don't talk about grudges, uh, somebody that just selfishly took their own life, left me with two children to raise by myself, a, a very hostile, angry ex-family, you know, that wants to blame everyone else in the world for what happened except, you know, themselves. And it's difficult. It's really difficult. But if anything that that situation taught me, it's that I need to live in the moment, right? I need to appreciate every single breath that I have. And I need to wake up every single day. And I, I do, I wake up every day and I say, God, put one person in my path, just one, just one life that I can change today. Just one word that I can give somebody that because of me, maybe they don't give up. And so I just want to encourage all of you today, like whatever headspace you might be living in, whatever you're dealing with, 
you want to be more productive, like stay in the moment, right? Let go, forgive, let God, whatever it is that you need to do, whatever your definition of God is, you don't have to believe the way that I believe, but I promise you will live a far more productive life uh, if you follow these seven tips. And, and Scott, you're, you're such a shining light of living in the moment. Um, you know, every, every post that you make, everything that I see you do, every action that you take, it, it really is about living in the present and you do such a fantastic job of it. So before we take audience questions, I would love for you to tell people, how is it that Scott Simons every day wakes up and embraces today, embraces the moment, lives for just today and just the second? Well, Michelle, because I'm so fortunate, you know, um, I'm so fortunate to live the life that I live and have the connections that I have. My, my, my family's healthy. We're, we're happy. You know, I'm realizing, you know, dreams. So, you know, if God has showed me favor and been, he's been good to me and my family, it's, it's, it's my responsibility to try to be positive and, and pour into other people. And uh, I really enjoyed your segment this morning. It's been an honor to, to run with you. And I'm, I'm sure we have time to take some, take some questions. One thing that I would like to share with everybody that something was shared with me, and it's a really good exercise, um, and it'll really help you with productivity. It really helped me. Take your gross income. If you own you know, your businesses, take your top line off your taxes. And we operate our family as a business. Um, we always have. Um, we, we see our family as our assets and liabilities and our net worth, and, and we run ourselves as a business. And take your gross income, and um, if you run businesses, you're, you could even look at net. But anyway, take a look at your gross. Divide it by how many hours you work. So take your hours worked, times it by, you know, seven days, and then come up with uh, – it's 52 weeks a year. So take your, your gross pay, you can even divide it by 52, break it down even to hours, minutes, and seconds. And when you do that exercise, you start to see what your time is worth. And it'll help you when you set up meetings, when you decide to go to a conference. It, it, it makes you really look at how to be more efficient with the time that you have. You can even do it for 24 hours. And it really helped me with being more efficient in meetings and helped me be more efficient and be more cognizant of my time. And it's an extremely important productivity hack is. So you just take your gross pay, divide it by the weeks. You know, you could break it down to hours. You could break it down into minutes. You could take it on a 60-hour work week or 75-hour work week or 40-hour work week. And it really helps you um, value your time and it makes you a whole lot more productive. And that's a hack that I would just like to you know, share with everybody that was shared with me at a 10X conference years ago. And, you know, I always knew time was important, but when
after I believe it and eat it, I sleep it. And uh, it's just, it's so important. But we've got about seven minutes left here. And uh, you know, the reason that we do this every single day, we do this for you so that we can motivate, educate, and inspire. So if you have a question or if you have a comment, something you'd like to add, maybe you're struggling with productivity in your life, whether it's you know trying to reach a, a, a fitness goal or it's trying to reach a business goal, maybe you're just, you're struggling to get up that hill uh, feel free. I have turned hand raising on. And as well, if you are a moderator, uh, while we're waiting for some hands to get raised here, if you have a question or if you have something that maybe you want to add as a productivity hack that's worked for you, uh, feel free to hop on in here. I would love to get your tips. And it looks like uh, we've got a couple of people that have raised hands. Give me one second here. Uh, looks like... Uh, Michelle, I can jump in while you're doing that. Darian, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, beautiful. I am doing great. How about yourself? I am wonderful. Better that you're here now. You are such a shining <laughs> light, my friend. Well, thank you very much. I absolutely love you. I love your segments that you do. I'm actually traveling, so I jumped in on the end part of it. So you might have already said this tip and this hack, but you are phenomenal with what you do. And I just wanted to add for myself in, in walking in that comes with this aspect of um, the community you surround yourself with. Uh, make sure that they are at your level and above uh, because so many times we surround ourselves with people um, that don't really have the mindset that we do and they continue to challenge and hold us back. Not because they wish ill towards us, but because they don't understand our capacity and what we can do. And so by surrounding yourself with people that, that cannot challenge you in that manner, um, they'll challenge the things that you're doing and they'll challenge the capacity that you can hold because they can't imagine having the capacity that you do or even going further than that. And so I just, I just want to encourage everybody and encourage some people. Uh, sometimes you have to surround yourself with uh, a different tribe, a different community that's going to that's gonna lift you up and pull you forward. Um, and then push you forward as well. So that's my, my thought process this morning. Yes, 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 my friend. I wish I could scream, but my folks are staying with me in town and I think they're still asleep. They're not early risers like me. So. <laughs> but yes, it's so important. We've been talking about that all morning. Your tribe is absolutely your vibe. So I'm so glad that you've reiterated that point. And I absolutely love you, superhuman. Safe travels to you, my friend. I'm going to get a couple of questions or comments up here on stage. We have Shirley Ann Montgomery. Good morning, Shirley. What would you like to add to the conversation? Uh, good morning, Michelle. First, I just want to thank God for being here, but I want to thank my daughter, Trust Destiny, for inviting me to this community. The last thing that he said about surrounding myself and being with people that's sharper than, than me, your talk, I DM'd you throughout. I'm traveling, so if I go out, that's why. But, oh, my God, you just my mind you took me back to when I was in the army and we would run and we set the formation up so that everybody would make it and so what you did for me this morning is you circled back because I felt like I was kind of lagging in my run and you and Scott circled back and picked me up to put me back in a space where I know that I belong and that's with people that are charging me, that are sharper than me, and that's pulling out what's in me. And I just really want to say thank you so much because I found myself holding a lot of grudges based on different areas from treatment or whatever. But you really freed me today, and you freed my mind where I'm not going to hold grudges, where 
I'm not going to block my moving forward. And thank you for the opportunity and thank Glenn um, for putting this room together. God bless you all. Well, God bless you. And thank you so much for sharing that. You know, that's why we show up every day because it's about Shirley. It's about just one of you, just one person. If, if you take anything away from what we talk about and you just take that one piece of advice or action on it, it's amazing how much your life will change. And again, that's, that's why we're all here. That's why we show up every day. It's not about trying to sell you products or services. If you end up doing business with any of us at the end of the day, fantastic. Uh, but it's all about service of others and, and giving back. And so I'm so glad that you shared that, Shirley. And I will be praying for you and wishing you well on your journey. Uh, safe travels to you as well. All right. I see Lynn. I hope I don't pronounce your last name wrong. Is it Chittick? Uh, welcome hey. to the stage. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Boy, I just want to put a big... A big shout out for the grace that just appeared to me because you, Michelle and Scott and others that are speaking are bringing grace to me. And I'm just, I really was at a point where I really needed it. And I just wanted to open up that conversation of, you know, how grace appears, you know, when we open ourselves to the possibilities. And uh, I've been up for a couple of hours. I'm in California, so it's only f just five now. But I've been up for a couple of hours just like asking God, you know, like, where, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to open? And then I opened this up and I was like, you were just like rocking. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm doing a doctorate in ministry and I just got done an MDiv. And, you know, as I moved through, I had some big bumps in the last three months. And I just, we just had a brand new baby, a seventh grandchild myself. And I've been a single mom for 20 years. And I, I'm in, you know, the empty nest and I need a nest of people that surround me right now. And that's what I just heard. And, um, I just want to open up to this group. I run a global organization, Torch, the organization for realizing change in humanity. I've been doing a lot of work and peace work in Pakistan and, um, it's been really powerful and really hard and really challenging. And, you know, I'm not a business minded, I'm a heartfelt you know, visionary. And I just really wanted to be lifted up and you did it. And thank you. Thank you. And uh, I just, I really need my tribe right now. I really need a new tribe and a new beginning and a new wonder within my soul, you know, and um, I've done good work in the world and I've raised good kids and, and, you know, it is what it is, but it's like, I'm in the low spot, you know? So thank you. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Guidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works. I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect 
your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Well, thank you for being here. And let me be the first to tell you that you have a seat at this table anytime. Welcome to your new tribe. We are here. Uh, feel free, reach out. You know, that's that's what we're here for every single solitary day. I can personally attest that all of these people that are on the stage that have these green beans, they have a heart for others. They have a heart for the Lord. And uh, I, I just, I encourage everybody right now, please click on land, follow her, give her a follow, send her some love, send her some encouragement today. You know, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. We all need that. We, we need the support sometimes of other people to pull us out of our, our own darkness and to find our own greatness. And I, I'm forever grateful every single day for the people that are on this stage who did that for me when I was in my dark times. So I just want to uh, encourage you, Lynn, today. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing. It is the top of the hour. And we are going to be turning this over to Laura Weil. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Good morning, darling. I'm great. Good, great to hear from you. I loved your segment, and thank you for sharing that story. I I'd never heard your story before, so I was like, whoa. So very touching, and the same that Scott said. Reach out if you ever need anything. And good morning, champions. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Why don't we take a minute to unmute and let everyone know how much we love that segment? Amazing. So awesome. 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 Fantastic. Yeah, love when I hear my job. Good morning. Love you all. You're great, Michelle. Keep moving, sister. That's one of my favorite parts of this morning show is that when we get to give people, you know, the, the claps, the mic claps. I like the mic claps, but I also like the unmute and shout it out because you sit there and listen, and maybe you want to jump and throw in that yoo-hoo and that woo-hoo. So I'm Laura Wild. If I have a hoarse voice, it's because I've been at a conference in Denver for two days, and I'm actually still in Denver, and it's yeah. lovely. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. If you're still in Denver, come see me, Laura. I'm coming about oh. two and a half hours I was, from Denver. <laughs> oh I was gosh. just okay. there with my brand-new baby. It's so cool. Oh, my cool. goodness. Y'all better DM me on Instagram so I can make sure I have uh, several hours today, so it's still possible. I don't fly out till 420 which is funny for a Denver flying time, right? Like, really? That's a joke. That's Delta's messing with us on that. That's so, hilarious. <laughs> so it's, it's funny because I woke up at three like, oh, my God, my segment's on. I was like, wait, hold on. Calm down. Translate the time in a rational way, Laura. You'll be fine. So I had that moment of panic thinking that, you know, someone was jumping in and I was missing an action. So I'm so glad to have a spot at this table. I want to thank Glenn Lundy and everyone who's part of this show, this table, Scott Simons. And uh, I mean, I can't name everyone, obviously, but I just love the support I feel. You know, Alpha's always there with the music and, you know, making sure I have my schedule. I literally am like 12 sometimes. I'm like, Alpha, Joy, what's the schedule? And they're like, oh, okay, here it is. And I know it's somewhere. I just don't always find it. So I get support and I love the support I get from people on this stage and people joining me to help out. So thank you so much. And today I want to touch on, I actually, you know, today my intention is to have a lot of audience participation because I love that part. I love when I hear from you guys and I hear about the things you've you've done, you've experienced. And I'm going to ask a question in a few minutes. You know, tell us a time that you've been in the zone or the flow state, as it's also called, or share with us your power circle and how they help you get grounded or in the zone. So I was at uh, last night. I went to the Denver Broncos alumni dinner. So if you're a Denver Broncos fan, yes, FOMO, because I wish I knew people's names and the faces that I was meeting but there was a, a guy there who just got inducted into the Hall of Fame 
uh, Stephen, I think Hartzell, and it was great. And what was really interesting to me is being in that room with all these men, some of them who had won Super Bowls and some of them who have not, but are still great athletes. They are just, you know, there's something about having been on the stage of the world. It just, there's such great energy in that room. And I was thinking, you know, these guys were great on the field. And I noticed that even the ones that were like in their 70s, they would talk to me and say, after I was playing football, I was a, a real estate agent for 20 years. I was the number one, number two, this. And so the intention and the, the desire to be great and also humble, right? It doesn't go away just because the, the lights turn off in the stadium. And it's something that I think is an internal desire as a human to continue to push ourselves, to continue to want to be the best that we can be. So I'd like us to kind of think about that. You know, are we, you know, I don't, I don't hear the way I used to, oh, I can't wait to retire at age 60. I think that many of us, especially in here, are doing our, our work as our passion. So the idea of retirement sounds like dying. So the idea of living sounds like continuing to pursue what makes us feel great. And I also believe, because you know, I guys, I love intuition. I believe that intuition is part of how, because if you're struggling, you're not feeling great, or if you're somewhere in the audience or on the stage and you, you're wishing you knew what you were meant to do, then start listening to your intuition because the signs are all there. You know, we're always being spoken to and through by God. And so think of your intuition as an antenna. So if you're watching TV and there's an antenna uh, on the TV and you turn the sound down, the picture's still going. It's still there, right? It's still got the signal. And even when the TV's turned off, I would imagine you could measure it and there's still something coming into the signal. So when you're looking at how to be more in touch with your intuition, just take a pause and listen. And so one of the things I'd like to ask or, you know, remind us that we can do is one of my tips for being more intuitive is let's say, you know, I like, I like to talk about blueberries because my nickname is Laura Blueberry Wild. I know others of you on stage, you know, there's a lychee on stage, there's a, a mango on stage. We have all kinds of, you know, middle names that we've added with the name of a fruit or a vegetable because of David Avocado Wolf, one of my teachers. So I like to think about eating a blueberry. And when I eat a blueberry, it's got a taste, right? They don't really have a strong smell unless I find really great organic blueberries. But does your blueberry have a sound? Like if your blueberry could sing, what would it be singing? And then notice the texture. So just finding a way to be fully and completely present, whether it's eating or if you're on your computer, how often have you paused to feel what those keys feel like under your fingers? Or your computer has a sound, but it doesn't have a vibration. So start to look at everything, even if it seems like an intangible object, as having all the senses, the sense like a, or all the, the experiences through what it looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, what it sounds like, and what it feels like. So yes, allow your morning cereal to sing to you. I mean, the car, the commercials do that. So, uh, oh, I, I got a message. I just saw a little flash that we have a watermelon on stage as well. So that was one of my funnest times when we all made up our middle names in a vegetable or a fruit. So why don't we, if you're, if you're actively listening, go ahead and just take a second to unmute and shout out your fruit or vegetable. Here we go. Avocado. Raspberry. Peach. Pineapple. Blueberry. Lemon. Blueberry. Blueberry. Pineapple. Pineapple. Why do I love y'all so much? <laughs> I love y'all so much for that. I know we're all sitting there, like you're sitting there thinking about it. Because when someone says something and they go back on the conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, this was mine. And I want to share it. So I want to make sure you guys get to share. Because if we're at a real breakfast table, you know, hopefully one person does not sit here and do this. You know, we, we interact, we jump in. And so I love that part about it. So the other thing about being intuitive, the other tip that I have 
is you want to start, I mean, the only thing that blocks our intuition is our thoughts and what we call the monkey mind. So the more you're in a state of prayer and meditation, the more those thoughts clear out. So you always want to have a check on that inner voice, right? So I was hanging out with a friend of mine the other day and he kept saying, oh man, crap, darn. And I said, well, hold on a minute, hold on, what's going on? And so I said, can we just say everything's okay? Everything's okay. And then you can even tap over your thymus, which is just above your sternum, below the collarbone, right in the middle. And the thymus is part of, it's, a, it's an endocrine, of course, but it's part of the seat of our personality and it's connected to our heart. And when you tap over your thymus and you say, I am okay, I am well, or whatever it is that you need a moment of, you'll actually feel the shift. And you could even try that right now. If you're ever feeling stressed, you tap over your thymus. It helps if you can breathe right before or after you say your statement. And you can say it out loud. You could just say simply, I am okay. And it starts to calm the senses because, you know, our mind and body are, are not only are they connected, they're, they can't be not connected. They just are. And so even talking about mind-body connection, as I do more research, it's like, oh, that's like so, it's so redundant. You know, it's saying like, yeah, my, my toes and my feet are connected. Oh, wow. I mean, no one would stop and pause in the street if they heard you say that. And so when we say mind-body connection, it is redundant, but we say it because I think for so long we haven't noticed or recognized that it's true. And the other thing I would say to be more intuitive is to ask this huge question, you know, things like, you know, what am I supposed to be aware of? Because you can get your intuition in all kinds of ways. You might hear something. You might actually get a smell. Um, when I, I did a, an intuitive se uh, session one time with a lady, and I kept smelling paper, like a paper machine. And it turns out that she had a, I don't know, a relative, I guess a grandfather, I think. And he worked at a paper machine, and she, she had a condition that he had. And it was partly related to the chemical toxicity he had. So just notice that you can, you know, you might have a vision, you might smell something. If you smell something smoke or burning, don't ignore that. You know, ask the big question, what is it, what is this trying to tell me, right? And maybe you hear a voice. I heard a voice one time that said, turn left, turn left. And I thought, no, I'm not going to turn left. I want to go straight. And the voice was so loud that I, I must have been a crazy woman for not listening. Turn left, turn left, turn left. I didn't turn left. I went straight. I was in Westchester County, New York with my son. We are in my little Porsche. And I'm a brown, I'm not, well, I try to be brown. If the sun hits me, I'm brown. If I'm not, I'm pretty pale. My son's a six foot three brown boy. And I was a little nervous. It was right before all the big stuff came up where things seemed to simmer down. And I didn't turn left. I went straight. And the second I went straight and went through that intersection light, when the light turned green, I hear the siren. And I panicked because, you know, at that moment you realize, oh my gosh, I did not listen. And there was a police officer who got behind me. And when he pulled me over, he said, well, I have this special tool in my car and it can tell you don't have insurance. I said, well, I do have insurance. It's just in the state of New York and I live on the border of New York and Connecticut. So it's a legal thing. And he argued and, you know, an hour later, there were five police cars and my car was missing its place and he was threatening to take me to jail. And I thought back to that moment, if I had turned left, he wouldn't have gotten within that proximity he needed to see my car. And so and I was very nervous. I was sitting there with my son. I said, don't you say a word not a word. And uh, they literally took my plates and said, we won't take you to jail, but you can't drive your car. So I called a tow truck and I figured it out. And the district attorney of New York actually apologized to me. So is Brian Benstock here to hear that? That's a good story, right, Brian? If he was. Um, so to have the district attorney apologize for the mistake, mistaken, you know, whatever it was, five cop cars for me and my son and sitting in my car, like, really, is that just a big deal? But I did have that turn left and or, and, or turn, turn, turn. And if I hadn't, if I had actually 
listen to my intuition, I wouldn't have gotten that huge message of, whoa, you better follow your intuition next time. And so that was the last time I doubted those voices. And I want you guys to start to notice where you're hearing a message, you're hearing a guidance. Like God is always speaking to us just because we've turned the volume down sometimes, not on purpose, just because we get busy, we're in stress. It doesn't mean we can't turn that volume up and listen again and right in that moment have some grace. So uh, I know, Dr. Sean, I saw you on mic or unmute for a minute. I'm not sure if you're still there. But, um, Alpha 6, I see you. Yes, Alpha 6 and then Dr. Sean. Hello, my friends. Hey, Laura. So I love what you just said about the voices and listening to the intuition. Yesterday when Les Brown was being interviewed, he pointed out that right before, and anybody who's there heard him say this, right before he went on to the 80,000 people, he started to freak out and get nervous. And he said, I can't hear the voices. I can't hear the voices. And a mentor of his pulled him to the side and basically told him, you got it. And he listened to the voice of that one person because he couldn't hear the voices within, so to speak. And needless to say, history shows he went out there and killed it. But what do you call those voices, the voice of intuition? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because I call that my inner voice. But I know that as long as I'm tuned in, uh, you know, to source, that I always say that's like the, almost like a God wink. Hey, go here, go there. And so instead of me having to figure everything out, then I can just listen. I mean, I think we forget that we're not alone. Like I'm always being guided. I just sometimes don't care to listen or pause about it. And so if I can just recognize that, yes, I'm being guided. Okay, show me how, show me where to go. I, you know, I'm only seconds away from the next big move, the next big choice that can change. Does that make sense, Alpha 6? Yeah. Uh, does your inner voice sound like your outer voice? Because your outer voice sounds saucy right now. Good morning, America. I know I cannot get that grit out of it. Someone earlier said, I've got the Brielle voice. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I swear it's Colorado air or something. <laughs> or oh, lack yeah. of sleep. It's Probably definitely something. It's <laughs> Colorado air, lack of sleep, late nights, and meeting, okay, not only Tamara, but Dr. Rowe, uh, Ashley Faye, Marcus Black, uh, Alexander Gonzalez will be here later. Kelsey Stark. I mean, I can't. Uh, Nate Forrest. I mean, I, I'm looking on stage to see who else I met. Duncan McCall, uh, McCollum. I met uh, David Michael Huey. I mean, guys, when you get a chance to go to these, you know, p um, places and w to meet your clubhouse friends, if you can't go, and if there's not one coming near you, just make it. That's all we do. Someone there said, let's do it here. And so, it really is interesting to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm on stage with my friends that I've known from Clubhouse who are my real life friends, but also they're now my in-person friends. So yeah, the voice is the Denver voice, right, Tamara? <laughs> so um, <laughs> I know Dr. Shapiro had something to say and then Lolita. Good morning, Laura. I'm sorry I couldn't be with guys in Colorado. It looked like it was a really good time. Uh, so I always think about the voices that surround us, not just the voices inside our head, because sometimes even those uh, little God winks we don't listen to like you did in that particular instance. But the people that we surround our, ourselves with is so important as a filter for those voices sometimes. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're hanging out with the wrong crowd and we get and they get the wrong message from the same information. But if we're hanging out with like-hearted people, if we create a community of people, a circle of trust, so to speak, you know, our lives are immensely enhanced automatically. Uh, you know, I think of the blue zones where people live to over 100 years 
And the, you know, they talk about the diets, they talk about this, they talk about that, but what they have more than anything else is they have a community of like-minded people who look out for each other. And I think that that's really important to longevity is that you find that tribe. Clubhouse is a great way to do it. You can do it in your community as well. There's all kinds of ways to do it. But the most important thing is that when we listen to the voices, we have to remember where those voices are coming from. And if they're coming from fear, if they're coming from a, a, a place of lack, a place of desperation, that I really think that we have to filter out those messages as well. So I hope that was pertinent to the conversation. I, I just kept thinking about voices, 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 and the people we surround ourselves with. So thanks, Laura. Have a good morning. Thanks, Dr. Sean. I love what you that you mentioned Blue Zones. So if you guys haven't read or heard about Blue Zones, um, I forgot the name of the doctor, if you know, Sean, ping it back in here. The name of the doctor who did all the research and he figured out what it takes to live to be over 100. And one thing that I thought was really interesting is that having uh, like generations in the same space, like instead of grandparents living across the country, grandparents lived in the house or down the street. And then when there's a great grandparent that makes grandparents and great grandparents make children thrive. So just keep that in mind. And I know we don't always have that possibility because you know, with our lifespans, they don't always live that long to be with our kids and grandkids. But these blue zones have really figured it out, and they actually don't make life too complicated, which we tend to do more often, I notice, in America and in the West. Um, so, Dr. Sean, what was the doctor's name? Do you remember? I don't think he's a doctor. I think his name is Butner. Dan Butner, Dan maybe? Butner. Dan Butner. Yeah, Dan Butner. I had the first name, but thank you. Dan Blueberry Butner. Okay, great. Lolita. Dr. Lolita, hello. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Hey, I received that. Um, you know, I always love your segments. And when you talked about the inner voice, the God wink, the angel that pushes you, right? I like to say that. Um, I think about you living in this state of surrender, right? Every time you speak, it is in a state of surrender to me. It's in a state of the flow that you talk about. It's you being in a zone because you know, you trust, you believe that there's a being that is greater than you and you believe in yourself, you believe in these feelings, you surrender to awareness, right? And I think that when we allow ourselves to surrender to the awareness of who we are and how we're feeling and what might feel off, what might feel good, and we allow ourselves to sit in that power right there, I like to call it the power of your pause or how you're flowing, how you're getting into your zone. We talked about productivity. That there allows you to feel and to be aware of God's wink. And that's why I, I think it's so imperative, these, these sessions that you have each week, because it reminds us that flow is surrender, right? Flow is allowing yourself to simply be because you trust, you know, and you believe that there's more for you. You believe that what you're doing is bigger than you. And it's not that we don't make mistakes. It's just that as we make the mistakes, we say, oh, okay, but guess what? There's more to life. So we're going to keep on going and we're going to move forward with that. We are beyond our circumstance right now. And that's why I like the flow because the river never stops flowing, right? There's rocks that come, there's, there's people that throw big boulders in the way, but it never stops flowing. And I love that because you remind us of that and you remind us of that with such gracefulness and such um, coach Isaac was on with me on um, Saturday and, and just this mental conditioning 
just this mental state and how you strengthen it. And I think you do a really good job at strengthening mental state. So I just wanted to add that piece in there for surrender. I think it's really big in this space. This is Lolita with a T. Thanks, Lil. Thank you, Lolita with a T. I, you know, you're my spirit animal. So thank you for joining in. I love that uh, that you're here and that <laughs> that you always have something so incredible to add. I actually took a note. I wrote down um, big boulder living because I'm actually right outside of boulder this moment. I was like, yes, flow around the big boulders. They're not, it's like they're in the way to make things interesting, not, you know, to make us stop flowing. Yes. So I love that, right? <laughs> so you always give me realizations. I mean, all of you do. And so, you know, even as I speak and as I have a segment, I'm learning so much. I, I've grown more since I started Clubhouse, like in the last five months or maybe in the past two to five years. And that's saying a lot for me because I am really interested in growth. I mean, it's my number one goal is growth and connection and to feel and surrender. And so, you know, and even like Alpha sends me books. I'm like, Alpha, like, how can I have time to read these books? He reads them and I like have them on my shelf half the time. <laughs> so, you know, so I've, I've ordered more books since we started Clubhouse than the whole rest of my life combined. That's, that's so funny that uh, the wisdom and knowledge I gain. Uh, it's just so lovely. I thank you so much for that. I'm just looking to see who else um, is going to tap their mic. And I wanted to throw in one thing. I did tell Darian that at any time, at any moment, that he wants to unmute and sing, he's welcome. So if I'm talking and Darian starts singing, it's been invited. So don't worry. Don't panic. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I cleared it. He cleared it with um, with uh, the queen of the forest, Laura Blueberry Wild. And um, I was going to say, you know, Lolita, you reminded me, flow state. Um, the flow state is a mindset. I think what I maybe haven't been able to get across well is that when I say things like, um, we're oh. going to get in the flow state, um, Alpha, are you going to? snipe that mic okay when you want to get in the flow state it's not just something we do once in a while it becomes a mindset we can begin to live from it and if you can live from the flow state that is really living in total surrender and you will be guided to living a life beyond your wildest imagination so flow state as a lifestyle as a mindset is so important and intuition is also a mindset just knowing that these signals are here everywhere i mean even like people say like oh a sign yeah it is a sign when you see the same number over and over again or when, you know, like for me one day, I was like, man, I really wish I could have a, um, I really wanted a vegan, this sounds weird, y'all. I wanted a vegan gluten-free cupcake. Those are hard to find, actually impossible to find. However, I, you know, was really powerfully wishing that I had one. And it was maybe, I think it was either late at night or the next, or early in the morning. And I kid you not, it was farmer's market day. I looked out my window at around nine o'clock and rolling up, like I could literally almost hear the A-O, like a rap song playing as they rolled up. And it said um, cupcakes. And then I could see, because it's close to my window, I live in a residential commercial area. I could see from the fourth floor, I could see the word gluten-free and vegan on the outside of the truck. And I thought, wow, if God can give me vegan cupcakes, God's probably trying to give me a lot more that I'm not asking for, right? Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. So uh, asking you shall receive, like who doesn't do that? This one right here, Laura Blueberry Wild, I forget that. So I decided to ask for a house like a week later. So it's a big ask, cupcake to house, but guess what? It happened. I just asked God, if I had meant to have a home, show me the way. So why was I sitting in Georgia 
uh, to work with a client and across my little notifications said Zillow, a house near you was listed. And I looked at the house and I thought, mm, yeah, that house costs too much for me. I don't, I can't buy a house. And then it popped up again a few days later before I left. And I decided that I better go look at that house because I had asked for a house. And sometimes we can even ask, and I know you guys have experienced this and feel free to, you know, tap your mics when you're agreeing with what I'm saying, but like you guys have, and I appreciate that. When you ask for something and then you forget to follow the signs and follow the path that God has laid at your very feet, it's not out of your vision. It's not out of your sight or out of the sound of the inner voice. It's right there. It's already happening. As soon as you ask, even if it's a huge ask, just be willing to get out of your own way and walk that pathway. So I went and looked at that house like, and I almost missed my flight because of it. I texted one friend, an MBA guy. Hey, you know, do you know a realtor? Sure. I said, do you think she can meet me in like a few hours? Uh, maybe she could. She had to drive an hour. She met me. I walked into the house and uh, she said, when you come back, we can look at a few more. And I was like, I I'm already, if it's not this one, then God's not ready for me or I'm not ready for God, whatever it is. Right. So I walked into that house and I was like, I'll take it, which is kind of funny because that's not how you buy houses. But I did. I decided to take it and I was terrified. So I didn't do a thing. I got home. I did nothing for two days. Ridiculous because houses were going fast. They were flying off the market. They still are. And then I said, okay, I'm putting in an offer. And I thought, you know what? I, I did my meditation, my prayer. And God is like, just give them what they want. So I did. I didn't try to undercut them. I just offered exactly what they wanted. And then when the appraisal came back at $20,000 left, they were like, sure, you can have it for that. We're not trying to negotiate because I was so in a state of love with these people selling me the house of my dreams. A beautiful, I mean, I'm going to paint it, but it, right now it's yellow and it's actually adorable. And it's in a beautiful community with lovely neighbors. I wanted an upscale community. I wanted big, huge rocks, Lolita, boulders. I wanted boulders. There are boulders in my front yard and a little stream when it rains. It's like a little gully. And I wanted trees. And I can see the trees as far as my eyes can see because there's no neighbor out back, just acres and acres. And I wanted a little playground and a swing, which is ridiculous because I'm no longer 12. I'm just 27. But, you know, 27-year-old people can get on swings. So I do. I have a swing in my backyard. What? And the, right, Alpha 6. And the people said, um, they said, oh, do you want us to take the swing set? I said, no. And they said, oh, we didn't know you had kids. I said, I don't. I'm the kid. I'm the kid and I'm buying the house. So for no reason at all other than that I had a vegan cupcake one day that was gluten-free and I was so honored that God chose me to have that vegan gluten-free cupcake that I realized I could also have a house. And so we just have to ask and get in our flow state. So who else wants to share their big flow state oh, that they ask? Yeah. Laura, you just said something very significant that I just, I want to point out to the universe, to God, it is no bigger to have that house than a cupcake. What is a cupcake to a creator of the all of everything? What is a house to the creator Boom. of all of everything? And then the, the other part that I really love you say is, I'll take it. If you can't emphatically say that about whatever you say you want, then you don't want it. You, if you got to convince yourself that you want it, you don't want it. When you say, I'll take it, that's when you'll get it. Back to you, Laura. <laughs> exactly. We have to claim it. And so I claimed it right there in the living room. And the real estate agent laughed and she said, this is your house. Like, this is really your house. And a couple things happened. I almost didn't get it. But I kept saying, God, I'm surrendering. It's okay if this happens or that happens. I'm surrendering. It's yet your will, whatever you decide. And so they say um, in the Course in Miracles, it says there something like there are no Miracles don't have a size in the eyes of God. So whether we're praying to be healed from something huge or for our stub toe to feel better. 
So I am looking. I hear a mic flashing. Who is that? I, I see Tony Mo and I see uh, Dora Maria. Go ahead, my dears. And then I see Shirley Ann after that. Hey, Laura, this is Tony Mo. Oh, my God. I'm over here just giggling and smiling and laughing. And that's one of the reasons why I come to Breakfast with Champions every day. But I just have to tell you, I was in your inbox at first and I said, why do you keep going in people's inbox when you're right here on the stage? So I just have to tell you that I totally love the way that you speak. I love the way that you put things into um, words and to where that is it's so easy to understand and it doesn't sound crazy to the people um you say a lot of the things that i have felt or that i've known for a long time and it's so easy to listen to you um in my head you are auntie laura because you have my i have an aunt named mary stokes mary um stokes miller and she your voice and everything just the fact that you're in colorado she's from colorado and just to hear your voice every time i hear you it's so easy to listen to you because that's who you remind me of and she is one of the people that have made a, a bit a tremendous um difference in my life she's she's amazing and you remind me of her so thank you laura for always coming and sharing just the way that you think the way the power of manifestation and i just have to say this you said you that's how i know that nothing is too big for god because everything that i've said in my head that and it's not about just materialistic things but even just feeling happiness joy you know things like that but when i think it and i imagine it write it down those things a lot of things have come into fruition um just to to just um, say one little thing, I'm just going to say, Coach Isaac mentioned um, Zena, his dog. And I said, I got to go see this dog that went viral on TikTok. And when I saw this dog, I have a, a pit mix with Lab already, but I also said, once I adopted him, I said, I want a, a full breed dog. I want a full breed pit bull one day. And I saw Zena, and I promise you, I said, I'm going to get me a dog like, like that one day. And if I tell you my son showed up on about four days ago with a blue nose pit bull and I just could not believe it. And he bought them for me and my daughter and I'm so thankful. And I just know that that's the power of manifestation. This is Tony Mo, and I'm complete. Oh, Tony Mo, thank you, my love. Yes, God first. So I'm highly ambitious and I called on three people with three minutes left. So the last two of y'all, if y'all can do me a favor and take about a minute each, I love you. And I forgot who I called on, told y'all about that. So who's next? <laughs> that would be me, Dora Maria. Um, yes. Thank you so much for this segment. Um, one of the things I just wanted to speak quickly on, when I was 16, my, my father was like a total control freak. We couldn't drive in anyone else's car, but it just so happened at that moment, we were going to my cousin's wedding. I ended up with my sister in another car um, long story short, the car got into an accident, it caught fire, everyone ran out of the car and I could not loosen my seatbelt. And as I was freaking out, trying to get out, um, I literally, I was just like 16 years old. I was like, geez, Lord, this is how I'm going to go out. Like not even like a real thing, like in a car accident. And at that moment, my sister was opening the door. And I was like, no, just save yourself, run. And she was like, I am not leaving you. And right in that moment, I just heard, not today. And my sister was able to like pull the seatbelt enough for me to wiggle out. And at that time, I just knew I'm on this planet for a purpose and to add value to others 
and help others on this planet because I'm I'm and I have a lot of other close calls, but I just just you knew speaking today that came to my heart and I was like, oh my goodness, a lot of us I guess have experiences that teach us like where we are and where to move. But that's my minute, so I will see to the next person. Dora Maria, thank you, my love, for sharing that, and we're so blessed that you're here with us today. Thank you. Shirley Ann. Hi, Laura. Yeah, I'll only take maybe 45 seconds. I was listening to your story about being pulled over. And, you know, before that, go left, go left. Well, for me, that's the Holy Spirit. And the Lord promised that he would lead and guide us into all truth. And the beautiful thing, even though you went the opposite direction, God promises to never leave nor forsake us. So he protected both you and your child. And so even in my journey of life, just listening to Michelle, you know, my daughter and other folks, it's like, do this, do this, get on, get on. So despite what we go through, he always brings us to the proper destination and protection of where we're supposed to be. So I enjoyed your story, and thank you for allowing me to share. I'm Shirley Ann. Well, thank you, Shirley Ann, for that. I appreciate all of you for being here. You guys are such a blessing. This breakfast table is incredible. You're in the Breakfast with Champions Club. Tap that greenhouse if you haven't already done it. What are you waiting for? And thank you for the show, for this stage, this table. It's beautiful. And I am going to pass the mic to my new in-person friend who rocked it at the at the conference in Denver. Tamara, take it away. Laura, it was so good. I'm so excited. And you guys are just going to have to deal with the Denver voice because I've drank water and all the things. I think I need to pri- practice Brielle's. Or I think it's Darian, actually, who recommends the, the medicine ball. Was that you who recommends that, that Starbucks drink? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Will we sing like Darian if we take a medicine ball? Please. That's all I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. I am so pumped to be here this morning. Again, my name is Tamara Andress, and I had the absolute honor, and you've heard some of us talking about it already, to be in person, to see Breakfast with Champions, to see this vision that Glenn had come to fruition in such a way I could not possibly imagine. When I got asked to come to this conference, I immediately said yes, because I felt that the Holy Spirit prompted me to, which should be the only reason you really say yes or no to anything. But I I could have acted out of flesh. And in, I, in that moment, I didn't. Um, my husband and I, you know, we've got two little ones. Um, how am I going to get there? What is it going to look like? Um, how long am I going to be there? It was the, I missed actually, and this is painstaking, but there was a Zoom call. Thank goodness for virtual. Um, I miss my little girl getting her kindergarten certificate. Um, And in in that, like, that's a hard decision. And yet at the same time, I got to see what Glenn had been deposited with in his spirit, not just around Rise and Grind, but around Breakfast with Champions, actualize in the flesh. And I want to go over today for the next few minutes, and I'm so glad that Michelle and Scott were talking about it, is what does this look like when it comes to a conference or it comes to a meetup or it comes to a dinner and what these relationships right here in this virtual room are actually doing in the hearts and the spirits and the minds of people. Just a couple minutes, my son was down here with me and he said, why do they call it Breakfast with Champions if you don't even eat breakfast? And he knows that I've been intermittent fasting for a very long time, my husband almost for a decade. And uh, I said, you know what, baby? champions don't eat food for breakfast. They fuel up for breakfast and they do it mind, body, and soul. And so I know so many of you guys work out with me in the wee hours of the morning virtually and to be with the people. Y'all, there is nothing better than fueling up in person with Breakfast with Champions. And so this is what I took away. Okay. First off, 
we got to see people jumping out of cars, stopping Denver, downtown Denver traffic to go embrace someone who just got their communion station. This is someone that they've never met in person. And my husband a thousand times, I can't even account legitimately said, are you sure they haven't met in person and you just weren't invited to that first time? And I'm like, I promise they've never met in person. People were weeping in their embrace. People were jumping up and down. People on the streets stopped to say, whoa, what's happening? And people like Brooke J. Lacey, who Alexander the Great is, loves to just point out and say that she's TikTok famous. And people were stopping and questioning, should I get a picture with them? Do I need an autograph? Like, who are these people and why are they so crazy? We got to experience getting off of the airplanes and seeing faces that we've only seen a picture of Laura Wilde being one of them. And I'm like, wait, I, I need you to have a basketball in your hand. I, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this without your basketball. And so at my conference, I've already decided we're going to have, um, instead of just like regular name tags, we're going to have buttons and our buttons are going to be the faceplate of our picture. So if you don't like your picture, you need to change it quick. Cause I'm about to print it out. Y'all, if you're coming to the conference, I need to see that because, um, it was so funny. Dr. Rowe, when she first met Nate, uh, Forrest, she thought he was black. And his picture is like, he's tan, but he is definitely a white boy. And so it's been so cool to see these relationships actually in the flesh manifest. And it's because of a dream. And so that's one of the things that I wanted to speak into is that we see each other's greatness. We hear each other's greatness here. But when you're actually in person and you're sensing someone's greatness, when you're in the energy with them, you not only get to convict them to movement here in Clubhouse and say to go and say to do and say to be to teach these ideas of action, to teach these ideas of tactics maybe, to teach inspiration, to educate, to motivate like Lynn has done. But man, when you're in person, there is a connection, there is a fire that's put inside of your belly that you will not see go away. Because now I get to look at people like Kelsey Stark and I get to look at her through the lens of virtual and say, girl, I see you, I officially see you and you got to keep going. Where are you today? There's accountability when you get in person with people. There was spontaneous prayer that broke out before people got on stage. There was spontaneous prayer that happened in elevators and over coffee. There were late night hours, really late night hours, love fest, in fact, and it's not what you think it is. Everything was clean and well, but Alexander the Great hosts in the secondary social media show after Breakfast with Champions every single day. He does this occasionally. It's a late night love fest. And the intent is for people to actually embrace themselves in love and say, hey, what do you love about yourself? And then after they say what the answer is, other people get to go around that room and pour into them what they love about them too. And you can do it in a virtual setting, but imagine the overwhelming emotion. These people came down, not going to bed till 4.30 in the morning and the conference started at eight and their eyes were bloodshot and, and puffy and I like to sleep and, and my husband. And since we got some time away from the kids, of course I was gonna choose him. I love you guys, but we needed some intimate time. So we got that, but I'm looking at them and they're not tired. They're actually overflowing with joy and energy and life. And that's because of this place right here. There were spontaneous dance parties, even if there was no music, we were dancing. There was weeping. Someone just mentioned earlier, there was surrender. There was corporate worship with people 
on their knees. And it was magnificent. As I looked out from the stage, seeing these people that I love, that I, I admire, bent before God to say it's all for you. You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April, or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April, or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60-year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% Club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more because this is a mission. These people right here on stage with the green bean or even the people, Megan, I don't see you with the green bean, but girl, I see you. Christy, I see you. Cassandra, I see you. Anita, I see you. Dr. Amy, I see you. It is a time to rise. And when I saw those people from their knees to their superhero stance, there was a 12-year-old on stage who taught us how to have confidence, who taught us what bravery looked like. This was a self-actualized dream that actually was deposited in Ashley Faye's heart a year ago, and she had no idea how it was going to come to life. No clue. She just said yes. And her team and her people from Ashley Faye Designs, which is amazing. If you have never bought a tumbler or understood what a tumbler was, they've got like a glitter army, y'all. It is incredible. And she is called the QVC of Facebook for a reason. Now I know. So these women were going to embrace her and make it happen, but they're in a tight, small community. And then God inserted Clubhouse. God inserted Breakfast with Champions in the social media show. And her dream came to life in a magnificent way, not just in a small town, in a national experience, people flying in from all over the nation. And I'm going to speak in to, from the globe because Marcus Black and I are going to the world with our voices. Ashley Faye is going to the world with her voice. Alexander the Great is going to the world with their voice. And they had these dreams. They had these dreams. I'm going to speak on stage and they've had these visions and they never knew how it was going to happen. And the biggest thing, they doubted that it ever would. They didn't believe in themselves and they couldn't manifest how because nobody else believed in them, not in their small town, not in their community, maybe not even in their home. But guess what? On this app, in this place, in this home, in this family, we see you. And so people for the very first time got to see their dream come to fruition and we got to witness it in person. And they didn't just speak, oh my gosh, they lit fire in people's bellies. They changed lives. Like I said, people were weeping. And they got to interact in a way that I, I don't even do with my family, to be honest. Someone's mic is hot. I'm not sure who it is. Someone got that for me. Thanks so much. We got you. It looks like stepping into destiny. You walk into a room and you don't know people. 
I don't know if she's here or not, but Laura was at the conference and she even posted last night that she went uncomfortable. She went not really knowing anyone because do you really know someone when they're talking through a phone in their pajamas with their dog in their lap, drinking coffee and I haven't yet brushed my teeth? Do you really know me? But when you get in person with someone, when you make the extra drive, when Danelle Delgado and Dr. Rowe get to be together in person, God shows up because when two or more are gathered, he is there. And while I believe he has worked magnificently through this app, there is something you have to experience in person. You have to step outside of your comfort zone like she did. And you have to put yourself in a place where people will see you. You know, some of the people who stepped on stage, their confidence was below the stage, even though they got on. Their voices stuttered, their hands trembled, but they shared their story. And we are here, you are here to share your story. I forget the name, but somebody this morning said, why am I in her DMs? Why am I always in her DMs and, and not actually saying the thing when I'm right here on stage? If you have boldness, even just a mustard seed, show up, not just for yourself, show up for the person next to you who needs you to say your truth so they can break free from the bondage, from the lies, from the limiting beliefs that they are not worthy, that they are not enough, that they can't afford to get in person. Guess what? There are people who will sponsor you because they see you. But if you've never asked, the answer is always no. It looks like belonging. It looks like a husband who's never on Clubhouse and you likely won't see unless he's coming to support me. It looks like a husband flying across the country to be with his wife, to witness what he knows she does so well, but to see it in person for the first time. And it looks like people taking pictures of us to put on their vision board, hashtag marriage goals. But they didn't ask for that picture until I got up on stage and I bore the soul of the years of therapy and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that poured in to those marriage goals, to that picture perfect moment. Because honesty and vulnerability and authenticity breed life for other people. And it's not about you. It's not about you. You go with the anticipation of serving. You go with the anticipation of the one person you're meant to impact. I had no clue why God was calling me there. And the message that I shared was the opposite of what I wanted to share. Half of the slides I never even got to, half of the words I never even spoke. Because when I sat up there and I saw the eyes of the sisters and brothers that I just get to see pictures of right now, I got to see their facial expressions. I got to sense their spirit and they were calling out for something different. They were calling out for something more. So when it's your time to share on Clubhouse and if you need to start a room or you need to connect with someone and you wanna get on a Zoom call, ask, ask the question. But instead of just asking, pour out, what can I do for you? How can I help you? How can we collaborate? There's collaborations that are gonna happen from this conference. 
And it's not just going to happen in a way that you see in the traditional mind's eye of a partnership across the country. It's going to happen because our souls are connected, because we fuel ourselves with the same breakfast. Glenn, we couldn't do it without you to see these people who had never even heard of Clubhouse and didn't even have an invitation leave not only with invitations, because that's what we do here in this family. We invite and we embrace and we tell them to come on in and jump on in, whether the water is cold or the water is warm. We're all hanging out. I got to see a man who inspires me every single day here with his voice. What up, family? Marcus. And I got to inspire him. I got to take him out of his comfort zone. He doubted that taking him to the Red Rocks in the most magnificent place to see God's majesty here on earth. He said, I, he doubted, he said, I can't do that because somebody in the past let him down and they set him up for failure. And I told him, I promise you, I've got you, brother. My husband said, I got you, brother. We wouldn't do that to you, but you got to come. <laughs> we told Nate, who had, oh gosh, this is awesome. I meet Nate Forrest for the first time and he's got an earbud in. He's got a battery pack on a phone. He's got a secondary phone while he's going live, while he's on air. And he's still having conversations. I can't even listen to my child in Young Clubhouse at the same time. I can't hardly listen to my dog bark in Young Clubhouse at the same time. And this man was present. I was like, what is happening right now? But guess what? He was going to say no because of you guys here, because he pours into you every single day. And I said, Nate, you gotta come. You gotta see this. You can still be on Clubhouse. I think there's Wi-Fi, but you gotta see this. So Marcus and Nate and many other of us, Nate, I see your pick brother. Awesome. We went out and we saw the grandiose, magnificent Red Rocks at the amphitheater in Colorado place I had actually seen a year before and said, I want to go there. I saw it virtually and there was a concert that I really wanted to go to. I had no clue because I didn't know Clubhouse. There was no Breakfast with Champions that I would be going with people like you, brothers and sisters. I didn't know I was going to go down to the stage with Nate Forrest and we were going to run to the top without our lungs realizing what was about to happen because the air thousand miles or a thousand uh, feet above elevation, a mile high. We joined the mile high club in a different kind of way. <laughs> Talk about family. And Marcus came and Marcus saw and Marcus was deposited and Marcus was forever changed. And so when he got up on stage for the first time and the sound of his voice like butter flowed into people's soul. It was because he just did something hard. He just did something new and God spoke directly to him for all of those people. And so if you're doubting, do I go to this thing? Am I gonna feel uncomfortable? Do I have a voice? Am I worthy? We're all worthy. You were born worthy. You were born magnificent. You were born beautiful. Don't let the enemy keep you bonded. Don't let the enemy keep you in your home and masked up. Break free. Break free. Do the thing, not just for you, 
sorry, y'all, my notifications are going crazy. Do it not just for you. Do it for the people in the room that you've yet to meet. Corporate worship, corporate gratitude stemmed from a morning routine, rise and grind. This is a time of reunion with strangers. And it looks like long lost friends. It looks like long lost family. It looks like tapping in to the other person's joy when you don't have any. It looks like iron sharpening iron. It looks like dreams manifested. It's a party, but it's also an answered prayer. And so I see so many of my brothers and sisters on here and I can't wait to hear their biggest takeaway. And so Kelsey, Nate, who else was there? Laura, obviously, Ro, I wanna hear what was your biggest takeaway? Who wants to go first? Hey, Tamara, this is Laura. Yeah, girl. My biggest takeaway is the level of authenticity that we are experiencing when people speak is real because then in person, it's like, boom, they're the same person that they were on Clubhouse, which doesn't always happen. And also, wait, just there was some Laura who was shy about meeting people, but that wasn't me. That was someone else, I think. But yeah, there's another. Oh, being on fire to me, all of you guys was amazing. So just seeing how and I, I would say like, Tamara, you're like 10 times even more amazing in person than you were through Clubhouse and you're already incredible on Clubhouse. So thank you. And you rocked it. Hope you guys can get a chance to watch Tamara's uh, talk. So thanks, Tamara, for a great segment. I'm done. Thanks so much, Laura. Ashley, girl, I see you below me. This was your dream manifested. And it's coming to life again in Dallas. Are you there, girl? I'm here. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> I feel like I'm so tired still. My voice is kind of gone. But this weekend, you guys, I'm going to cry again. I literally have cried for 48 hours, I think. So. <laughs> you have, and you're beautiful. <laughs> I My dream came true this weekend, and you guys are just... You guys are amazing. Tamara, I mean, I told you, you blew me away. I mean, my goodness, y'all, this woman is so talented. Everybody was so talented. I wanted to get up on that stage, and I thought, if I can help one person, if I can change one life, make one impact, and I cannot tell you guys how many messages I got, how many people stayed after to hug me and tell me that this changed their life. Not just made, like, this a small impact. It changed their life. Like, people are going all in on their business and people accepted God this weekend in the middle of the night. I felt like God was telling me I should do the salvation prayer and let people accept God into their heart. And so we did that (laughs) and people accepted God this weekend. And it's just, it's blowing me away and I cannot wait for Dallas. And I wish Marcus was on here y'all because I took Marcus to the airport and we both cried so hard. The fact that this man, like he, when I asked him to to do this with me a few months ago and he said yes so quickly and now he's doing this you know on the road with me cuz he sees he sees it all I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, <laughs> it's just crazy like I'm so excited for all of this and for all of you guys and it's so funny cuz the first day I met many of you guys on Friday, I hadn't slept at all. I hadn't showered at all. I was still in the same clothes I wore all day Thursday because I had just worked and worked and worked. 
and I would come up to you guys. I'm like, I smell bad, but I'm gonna hug you anyway because <laughs> I just wanted to hug you guys so bad. Like you are my family, and you guys made my dreams come true this weekend, and I will forever be grateful for you guys. And I can't wait to see y'all in Dallas and everywhere else too. So thank you guys so much for that. Love you, Ashley. You're amazing. Nate, what do you got, brother? Right, this is uh, so awesome. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll be real quick so some other people can go. But one thing that I just stood out to me this weekend is how God aligns uh, different people, visions, goals, uh, things going on already. He aligns just different voices, things going on, and he brings his people together in his timing. And from, from the day that I, that I met Ashley Faye, Marcus Black, so many people here on Clubhouse, to the time that we spent on stage, I was blown away at how much alignment there was from the topics of the, you know, Ashley kept bringing up vision and how important it is to have a clear crystal vision. It talks about it in Proverbs and how important it is to, to have hope. And so one thing that just really stood out to me is connecting with people like Tamara, like Marcus Black, like, Black, like Ashley Faye and on and on and here on Clubhouse, people like Glenn Lundy and and uh, so many Dr. Rowe and so many people, Laura, my, my good friend, Laura Wild, people that people that have hope. And we talked about so many different powerful, powerful subjects, but the vision, hope, and then one more word I'll throw in there that stood out to me. And uh, especially because of uh, us getting to run those stairs at Red Rock, uh, uh, Tamara, is the word run. And it was it stood out to me last night. Now, I was out running, but it uh, might sound obvious, but it wasn't. I was out running and I kept seeing these little rabbits. And I saw three different rabbits while I was out running. They just stopped. And then, they, of course, you get close and try to take a picture, and they take off. And I was reminded that we need to look for people to run with. And, and Tamara and I, we ran the stairs at, at, at Red Rock Amphitheater. And so we physically ran the stairs and, and got to enjoy that moment and, and, and all of God's beauty. But when we were back at the convention and, and on stage and, and all the people that were in the audience as well, is we were around people that are running. And God will come to you in your due time in his time but you've got to run you've got to take that step forward and you do that by asking people about their vision asking people about their stories asking people what got them through when they felt hopeless and so that's what stood out to me vision hope and finding people to run with but it it just doesn't work if you're not out running yourself taking that step forward yourself so good stuff Tamara. really enjoyed meeting you and everybody else this weekend what an absolute blessing God is moving, and uh, thank Glenn Lundy for sharing this space where it all gets to continue here online. Hey, champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m., only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. So good, brother. Dr. Rowe, I see you up there flashing, and Nate, we're running together all over. I can't wait. And and Clubhouse aside, because you did it. <laughs> but we FaceTime. We Facebook Live. Dr. Rowe, it was so good to meet your husband, Roger, too. Thank you. And it was great to meet you and your husband. You guys are so cute. You look alike. It's, it's cute. <laughs> um, I am just blown away at Ashley, first and foremost. My goodness, what a beautiful woman of God. But the way that she has impacted through God, all those women that came from some nothing and have grown and she's helping them, you know, with with tumblers of all things to make them beautiful and and 
shape that around a business that has, one lady said, paid off her debt. We, uh, by the way, Ashley, we sat on the airport ride with one of your um, ladies, your army, Ashley's army. And so we got to hear this and I'm like, look at how God makes things grow. And then Brooke J. Lacey just killed it on the stage, you know, and Alexander. And I mean, I was just so proud to to see God's voice in his hands and the hands and feet of Jesus work through everyone. And this is where I choked and, and I'll cap it with this. We were riding with Marcus earlier on Sunday to do something quick. And my husband was just talking and he was talking about the vision and he cried just like Ashley did. And to see Marcus in person, you know, how powerful his voice is and to see him break through the Holy Spirit and talking about how Nate and everything was divine. He says to me, well, you know, I was born on your son's birthday. So Giovanni in heaven and Marcus have the same exact birthday. So that alignment that you're talking about, it, it doesn't happen just by itself. God ordains things and brings people together for that reason. So Ashley, kudos to you. God has anointed you in many ways to touch people. And I am touched. My husband is too. And it was a blessing to meet everyone in person. With that, I hand the mic back to you. This is Dr. Rowe. So amazing. And I love that. And I and I do really feel that alignment. I actually said aligned people align people. People always say that healed people heal people. But y'all, we're all still healing. We're all still in our becoming process. But alignment is a forever process. And so mind, body, soul, spirit, Glenn, the space that you've offered is because of that. And I see other people in here, Christy, Cassandra, Dr. Duncan, Brooke, you guys. Every single one of you are now in oh Megan, I see you too, girlfriend. It's it's not just about this, right? It's about every single individual micro seed and how all of them together are gonna make a beautiful, beautiful garden. If you've never seen The Shack, the movie, or read the book, either one, here's another book for you, Doctor uh, or Dr. Laura. We called you Dr. Laura the Comrades. Clearly, <laughs> you have to become a doctor. Um, is is the knowing that there's this big, huge garden. And just like the puzzle piece that you don't really know where to place all the time, you don't feel confident in it, it still matters. Your seed, however small, still matters. And when you show up for yourself, both here to gain the wisdom, to gain the connection, and then you go to these conferences, there's many coming. Glenn's having everyone at his house, right, Glenn? <laughs> in November. And then October 14th through the 17th is the second Embrace Your Ambition conference in Dallas, Texas. And then in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, because that's my hometown, we are coming in October 1st and 2nd. So if you guys are looking for family, if you are looking for connection, show up for yourself. Show up for yourself and see what happens because it's not for you. It's for the person you're meant to meet and impact when you're there. Glenn, thank you so much for the space this morning and always. We love you. We thank you. And God gets all the glory. That was amazing. Tamara, I love you. Are you guys all in Dallas right now? I got home at 2 a.m. from Denver. Dallas is October. Oh, my God. I wish you I was in the conference with you guys. It sounds amazing. But you guys are at Breakfast with Champions, um, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Make sure you're following the little greenhouse and paying some people in because we're about to have a really good conversation. I've been loving this. Um, so the other day we've been talking about um, – 
the other day we've been talking about um, if you don't know i have a host room about personal branding right and so i we had this topic of leaving leaving your legacy like if you were to die today what is that legacy that you're leaving and we're talking about conferences and having your own tribe and having these things that actually move the needle for in your in in, in your in your life and and the point of having this tribe it's like you want to leave something that's bigger beyond yourself right so a lot of us we know what it is that we're doing a lot of people ask us when you're, you know, when you're catching up, what is it that you're doing right now? But how often do we actually um, talk about why it is that we do what we do? And so I love to go, go over this because last time when I asked this question, we had really deep thoughts where people don't even realize um, because they've been doing what they're doing for so long that they don't realize why is it that they do what they do. So I love to talk about that for the next hour. By the way, I'm, my name is Shayla. So I have the segment for the next um, hour on Monday. So I would love to hear whoever wants to chime in. Why do you do what you do? What is the legacy that you're leaving and why? And why do you want to impact the people? Nika, hey, do you want to chime in? I love you. <laughs> First and foremost, seriously. Uh, yeah, I, I love to talk about this for sure. I think it is so important. You're so you're so right. It's easy for us to talk about what we're doing, but oftentimes we forget to talk about why we're doing it and where it's coming from. And for me, the message and the mission has changed many times over the course of the last two decades, right? Um, some of you know my story. For those of you that don't, I was emancipated at 15. All that means is I left home and I decided to become an adult before my 18th birthday and support myself, raise myself, etc. And I didn't do that because I didn't have great parents. I did it because I just made a decision that I could parent myself a little bit better at that time because of things that were happening in my life. So from 15 years of age until now, 34 years of age, I've had to make multiple decisions at different times of how was I going to quote unquote survive? And what was at first a survival story has now become a legacy story. And the reason why I do what I do today in helping people with their gut health and helping people with mindset coaching and being an empowerment speaker and a keynote speaker and becoming a master Pilates trainer and yoga teacher and bar instructor. And in doing all the things that I do as a mother of three, it's because I've suffered with my own gut health and I've suffered with my own depression. And I've had depression two different times in my life and there were two completely different forms of depression. When I was an adolescent, my depression was trauma-based. So that was very, very different than the depression that I recently had two years ago, which was postpartum depression, where my hormones were just completely imbalanced and my body was having a hard time rebalancing my hormones. So I went on a journey of learning about nutrition and mindfulness and movement and how by moving our body, we can lower our cortisol levels and increase our adrenaline. And by tapping into mindfulness and meditation and prayer, I could actually help to increase my own serotonin to help myself feel better. And through my working out, I was able to get my dopamine levels up. So just learning about the brain, learning about the body, learning about the connections physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually all led me to becoming a certified holistic health coach. Number one, to heal myself, right? Six years ago. And number two, to help other women specifically, this works for men too, but women specifically, teach them how to rebalance their hormones holistically through food and mindfulness and movement. 
And then after I had my baby, obviously it became really severe. Not only did I have really, really bad postpartum depression, but I also was diagnosed with SIBO, which is leaky gut, where I had all these little holes in my intestinal lining. So anytime I ate anything, I had gut-wrenching pain. It was leaking gas into my 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 gut, literally. And it was causing me to be chronically bloated and inflamed and fatigued all the time. It didn't matter if I slept amazingly the night before. By 12, 1, 2 p.m., I was exhausted every single day. And I didn't realize that was because my body's systems were not working synergistically and equally. My body was trying to heal my gut. So my respiratory system was taxed. I was having asthma all the time. My cardiovascular system was taxed. I had a hard time running or doing any form of cardio. My cognitive ability, my brain function wasn't where it needed to be. I had chronic, quote unquote, mama brain, right? Where I just had a hard time remembering, did I brush my teeth yet? Okay, three times later, I did brush my teeth. So I really am on a mission to help women because of what I learned and the studies that I did and the certifications that I got and the experience that I had and how I was able to heal myself through food and mindfulness and movement. Now I'm on a mission to help other women that I know are feeling the exact same way. They're chronically bloated. They're having a hard time getting rid of that stubborn 10 pounds. They're their hormones are all imbalanced. They're having issues with their cycle. They're having all these skin issues, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, cystic acne, and they're not realizing that it's stemming from their gut. They may be going undiagnosed for many years. I was undiagnosed with SIBO for 18 years. I've been experiencing this gut-wrenching pain and bloating and inflammation and fatigue since I was 15 years old. Why? Because when I got emancipated, all I could afford to feed myself was Kraft's macaroni and cheese. So I was eating all these processed foods, all this dairy, all this gluten, all these things that were literally hurting me from the inside out. So now I'm on a mission to educate people on their nutritional choices and how your food is affecting your mood and your food is taxing your gut. And through education and meal plans and coaching and mentorship and guiding women through a five to six week course that I've created specifically for them to help them heal holistically, that is why I do what I do. And that's who I am today. That might change in five years because I'll have new experiences in the next five years as a mother of three and a wife, et cetera. But for today, that's why I choose to be a holistic health coach, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and a woman that wants to guide other women towards finding their healing holistically. I'm Niku and I'm done speaking. Oh, thank you, Niku. That was beautiful. I think the cool thing about asking this question, especially the people that, that are answering that you see often that's you know at the table, is that they are offering up their time, their um their their the space and their knowledge and well, we know, we don't know why they do what they do, right? Like we they they have all these knowledge that they're talking about every single time they're on here and they're spreading the love, but that there's always this deeper desire, deeper like reason of why they do what they do, why they're here to tell you and teach you guys all about all these things. So Niku, I love that and love hearing your story and love knowing more about you. So that was really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Laura, what about you? I know you have, um, you're always here giving knowledge and stuff. I love to know your why and why you do what it is that you do. Uh, Laura Wilde or Laura Frank Bernard? We're right next to each other. 
Hi, oh my God, there's so there's another Laura. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, oh. We can do both Lauras. Do you want to? Uh, well, let's start with uh, Laura Wild since you're next to me. Yay! Hi, Laura. Um, hi, Jalissa. That's a great question. Thank you so much for asking that. So I would say that my why is because I feel I was an underachiever a lot of my life, and when I realized that the difference between uh, the gap between me being who I was being and me experiencing life in a better way and like really being in excellence was just my inconsistent state of mind and my mindset. And also, you know, I was intuitive, but I didn't have a great channel to be able to listen to the signal. So once I learned how to get into the flow state and I became more intuitive and I got into uh, mind body healing, I realized that I had a lot to share. I could, I wanted to make sure I was pulling everyone up with me because it's no fun to uh, grow and learn a lot of new things and experience the joy every day and wake up every day and say, today is the most magnificent day of my life if others aren't doing the same thing around me. So my why is really that I feel like I, I was almost a failure this lifetime. I feel like there was a moment when I thought no one's going to ever pay attention to all these things I'm sharing and learning and studying. And uh, then all of a sudden I had this huge breakthrough, learned how to get in the zone, started really channeling all the time. And I thought, wow, I have to share this with other people. So that's my why, Jaylissa Lee. And thanks for calling on me. I'm more wild with my basketball here until I replace it with a husband and I'm done speaking. <laughs> I love that. I love that outro. It's, the, it's probably one of the best outro I've ever heard. You're like, you need to replace it with a unicorn. That's more like oh, it. I forgot to say Laura Blueberry Wild Kiss My Basketball. I should put a blueberry in place of that basketball. I might one day. Oh, the unicorn. Yes. See, I'm the all unicorn. over the place. Replace it with a unicorn. You don't need a husband. You need a unicorn. That's what you need. Because you are a unicorn. Aww, um, yeah. If you're not already following Laura, please do. Because she hosts rooms where the, everything you talk about, it's literally like a master class, the information that you give. So I Thank love you. knowing why it is that you do what you do. Um, and I think one of the, the, the big reasons why I love asking this question for people is that once you know your why, the how kind of falls into place, right? So, um, yeah. yeah, especially like, you know, like putting people in the zone, it's like, isn't, isn't that something that you ask people as well? Oh, absolutely. It's like, you know, the why is like, if you make a path to get into the flow state in the zone, what's at the end of the pathway your why is there which means you're going to be more likely to get there and you're also probably willing to surrender to get there because trying really hard isn't the answer finding alignment and surrender is at least in my experience because i'm not the expert in everything um even though sometimes i pretend to be that's really the key to really living the life beyond your wildest imagination and the why like that's 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 the fuel right the why that keeps us going so like Tamara talked about fuel for breakfast, right? Instead of breakfast, she fuels up for breakfast. And so the fuel really keeps us going. Thanks, Alyssa. Yes, I love that. Because like, not even we don't even we, it, this is not even about why is it that what you do what you do. But even like if you're to do list, a lot of people don't realize like you're just doing to do list and you're, you're writing down these tasks. And it just seems so mundane, but then if you can tie them into a purpose, tie them into a why, a bigger reason, because all these little action leads to a bigger plan, right? But we don't know that because we're always so focused on the micro little details that we don't we don't often like zoom out and see how does this even 
move the needle forward and help me achieve my uh, my dreams, even though these little tasks are so annoying. But it, it it turns into something that you truly desire, and it's so worth it. No, once you know your why, everything gets everything starts to accelerate, and that's one of the first thing that we do. And um, when, when we discover your personal brand, is why is it that you do what you do? Why do you want to put yourself out there? Um, because once you put that pinpoint on the map, everything accelerates. All the opportunities starts to open. So that's why I think this is a really important question that you've been asked daily. Why do you even do what you do as you're going about, you know, performing tasks throughout the day? It's not just about the bigger goal, but every single task that you do, does it lead to something bigger? Or are you just filling time just to be um, busy instead of productive? So thank you so much, Laura. We have the other Laura. Hi, how are you guys doing this morning? Laura, I love you. I love you. And we're going to play some knockout basketball. Oh my gosh, yes. And we're not going to run against each other because you'll whip my behind. <laughs> Speaking of running, so why do I do what I do? I do what I do because um, there's a word called tikkun olam in Jewish history, which is and heritage, which is repair the world, and tzedakah, which is giving back. And I was raised by a mom who was a civil rights activist, and I have big shoes to fill. And she was um, close friends with the late John Lewis and Andrew Young and walked on, with, on in Sel across the Selma Bridge with John Lewis in one of his walks across the bridge. And um, I do what I do because we all have potholes in life. We all have challenges. I lost my dad when I was 24. He, he took his life and I had my own challenges for seven years where my brain didn't function from 2013 to August of 2020. And I had a blessed career in corporate America and Wall Street and an amazing house and healthy kids and always love to move, always like to be active. And I do what I do because I feel that it's so critical for all of us to move and be active and all of us to, you, you talk about gut and what's going on in our mind and our body and our guts. And it's critical in my opinion that we're active and that we fuel our body with the proper types of nutrition that help us achieve peak performance. Over 3 billion people in this world are inactive. Some of those people are inactive because they're mobility impaired. Some of those people are inactive because they're depressed. Kids, eight out of 10 of our kids, ages 15 to 19, don't move more than 11 minutes a day. So my name is Laura. I'm on a mission to make active living fun. I'm on a mission to inspire kids and families to move. I have been blessed to be an athlete my whole life. Uh, and a business executive. I'm combining those two. I'm also, some of you know, I set out from Los Angeles to Las Vegas on a 340-mile ultra run a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, Nate knows because I talked to Nate. I'm sorry, I wish I had been with you guys in Denver this week. I'll definitely be there in October any way I can contribute and share. Uh, I'm the New York City Clubhouse Marathon captain so that we're going to plan to inspire a thousand people virtually and physically in New York City to run with us, raise a million dollars for 18 charities. And I am all about running. I'm all about inspiring kids to move, whether it's basketball, hockey, tennis, running, 
Um, but I'm here to help, to serve, to inspire, and to be there to unlock people's potential. Can you imagine if we all woke up tomorrow with a smile, if we all woke up with purpose, with our why, how many amazing things would happen? I got chills just saying that. In this world, we have to address depression. We have to address inactivity. My feeling is that movement and connection allows us to live life to the fullest. So I'm Laura, not going to go on too long, but it's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me up with all of you guys, lovely people. I know many of you. Jack came forward has increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Gidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%. We went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Is this, yeah, Laura. Thing? is this a thing that Laura's have like really powerful <laughs> stories? I feel like <laughs> if I have a kid, I'm just going to name, name her Laura. That's, that's so badass. <laughs> Did just you guys name your dog, know Laura. each other? We've gotten to know each other through here, but yeah, the athletic prowess that the Laura's have is really awesome. Isn't it, Janissa? Yeah. Like I would have like a Laura room. <laughs> hey, that could happen. I, I'll be there. I'll Bye. be there. That's amazing. I love that. Do you guys feel like once you know your why, you also build your tribe? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me? <laughs> For sure, 100%. Everyone yeah. chime in on this. What? I'm sorry? Oh, I said everyone should chime in on this and like unmute and be like, yeah, if it's true. I know. I'm just waiting. And that's the awkward thing about Yes. 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 <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you for validating my Yes. Yes. And yes. Exactly. I mean, that's literally how Glenn built this whole, um, I was going to say this whole app. He didn't build this app, but the, uh, this room of breakfast of champions, because he knew his why, his why is to inspire as many people, you know, educate them, motivate them. And now he's had to have this whole tribe of people that comes and support him every single morning. And um, it's and it's now it's beyond him. It's a mission that he is uh, trying to accomplish. That's why getting to know your why is so important because you also build a tribe of people who believes in your story, who believes in your mission, who loves to support you and that you don't have to do it alone. Right? And that's something that we've been talking about today is your community over competition. Why is it that you do what you do? So Dr. Amy, did you want to chime in on this as well? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Miss J. Lisa, and good morning, everyone. So as you ladies were talking, there was something that just dropped in my spirit, and I want to connect all of the stories for the audience that may be listening. Um, so as 
is it Naku? I think she went and she was talking about your your food dictates your mood, right? And she was saying, she said something so powerful that I don't want us to miss in the room. She said, what she is today, for today she's this, but tomorrow she might be something else. And that was so powerful because some of us think that the situation or the circumstance or who we are today, that that's who we have to be forever. And for the audience that may be listening to these amazing stories, realize and take from that what she was saying is that even if your bio is not where it needs to be, if you don't have all the credentials you would like to have, that doesn't mean tomorrow you can't become that person. But it connected to Laura's story. And how it connected is because Laura said that she had to become something different, right? She was saying that there was a gap. And so with the gap, you got to do the work to become who she was today because initially she wasn't that person. So she identified what needs to happen in this gap. And then it connected to the other Laura because the other Laura said that uh, the youth aren't active. And so how many of us are just sitting on the sidelines because they were talking about basketball and they, they're not getting into the game. So how could you fill the gap if you don't get in the game and you don't get active? And how could you stay active if you don't allow your food that's entering into your body because what you're putting in your body will initially affect your gut. And so as it all tied together, I just wanted to say that, Jay Lisa. So for somebody that may be listening, listen, who you are today, you don't have to be. Make a choice, get active, and fill the gap. I'm Dr. Amy Rucker. I hope that added to the room, and I'm done speaking. Great. Oh my god, that was so powerful. What do you mean you hope that added yes. to the room? Did everyone felt that? Woo-woo. It was the say, say something to Amy. That was amazing. I want. I need to t- take some like speech lessons from you. <laughs> Moderates Club One Eleven every Sunday. Yes. yes. And I do play basketball, Laura and Laura. I, have, I play intercollegiate basketball for, I put, I've been playing basketball a long time. So we all should get together and do some type of charity event for basketball. So love yes, you. Yes, queen. Yes, do that. <laughs> See, know your why. That was awesome. That was so funny when you're like the, the Laura and because the other Laura and the other Laura. <laughs> I got a little lost, but the Laura's, you guys have to do something. It's like, it's like a joy. It's like, we just ended up combining um, Joy and Jalissa together because we're always together and we always do very similar things. So you you guys need to combine something together. That Joy, did you want to chime in? Absolutely. Amy, can I just say that it was the bass in your chest for me this morning? Yes. I just love when people think about (laughs) things that they're passionate about. I mean, if you can see them in person, it's like this brightness in their eyes, but over Clubhouse, it's the, it's the power in your voice. So I just love you. So my why for me, I would say is I majored in psychology because I always loved people. I was always the friend people came to with all of their problems and worries. And I always figured, hey, I might as well turn this into a paycheck. Um, I literally sat in my first psychology class in college and was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. Well, towards the end of my senior year, I found myself in the research lab crunching statistical analysis, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am way too much fun for this. So it's just so funny how where we think we're supposed to be always ends up in a different spot, but you can only connect those looking backwards. And it's so funny now being in real estate, how I just get to solve people's problems every single day. People still come in my office. Maybe they're not laying on my couch like I thought being Dr. Farley would be one day, but people walk in my office every day looking for something that they can't find. And being able to help them connect their dots of what's not working in their current living situations. And it is the literal joy of my life to build homes. 
um, create new memories for people, future memories. Um, I've been a confidant, a friend. People have always been like, Joy, you were never my salesperson. You always were just a close family friend. Um, it's just been great to build communities, literally, not with my bare hands, like um, Michelle would say, but um, I love bringing people together and I love seeing people um, just connect in deep and meaningful ways. And I think that is goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the power of your tribe. And I think when you can align yourself with amazing people who uplift you, who encourage you, who inspire you, and that's exactly what we get to do every single day in this room. Um, so I think it's just how funny God works when you go into something thinking, gosh, I just want to help people. And maybe it didn't look like psychology or clinical psychology. Maybe I don't have a doctor in front of my name, but I guarantee you building communities in the real estate space has um, filled that uh, desire just to serve and love people. And um, I like just to say I build build homes, but I love building hearts just as much. So loving this conversation, Jaylissa, from your other, the rainbow to your white heart. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. What did you say before? Instead of building homes, you're building hearts. Ooh, I like to do both simultaneously. Oh, that was so beautiful. That should be your tagline. Joy building hearts and homes. I'm signing out. Back to you. Yes. That's awesome. Did you want to talk about your rec center, Joy? What rec center? You know your <laughs> rec center. <You're>, um, so <laughs> we're talking about how Joy builds community as we're building right now. And um, every time she sells a home, their kids starts dropping off. Like before they go home, they will just go to her <laughs> office and start hanging out. So like you literally also have a rec center. I give great life advice when the kids <laughs> to get, like, six year old. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> that is so funny. And that's the cool thing. Like even if you're joy, this is like such a good example. Like you do, you know, really you're in real estate, but you see something that is way bigger than just selling homes. You're, you're bringing, you're bridging the community together. You're, you're building these communities where you feel, I mean, I'm sure people feel so safe around you just because they know one it's, you know, it's recommended by you Two, you have the rec center that you, that they can always count on that. They don't can always come back on. So I think the power of why is something that a lot of people look over just because you're doing what you're doing. There's so much more to, to what you're doing because there's a big purpose behind it. Once you find that purpose, you stand out so much more than anybody else because now that I'm hearing from you, I want to buy a home from you. <laughs> uh, say less. I accept cash, checks, you know. <laughs> Coin. <laughs> Certifiable funds. Certifiable funds. Love you, girls. Coin. Little unicorn coins. Um, I can't even <laughs> imagine you being a um, like in stats because I know you. We do. Um, we both study psychology. Maybe this is why joyless is such a thing. But um, even for me, maybe I'll share a little bit. So me, even for me, I am supposed to um, be in a, uh, my clinical psychology PhD right now. Um, but because of pandemic, everything kind of took a uh, took a pause, and I was like, I'm not going to pay for uh, like this much money for half the education, especially because I can't be part of the labs in Stanford. It's just not it's not worth it for me because I'm missing so much opportunities I can't be having. So I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Um, but I knew I had an experience in um, business management, luxury management, and also in psychology, and so I. Um, I just know, knew, like, why do I want to help people? I just, like, joy. I want to help people. I don't know how, but I want to do it. It doesn't matter if it's through psychology. It could be through anything, volunteering, whatever it is. 
and I just remember how what I've gone through because a lot of reason if you if you hear what people are saying right now it's because of something that they've gone through it's not something that they just picked up from a magazine they're like okay I can do that I'm gonna do that right now so it's a lot of a lot of it comes from your own story and so for my story that's what I really dug deep into why do I want to help people and my reason is that um, growing up from from a pretty wealthy family to nothing at all overnight um, to basically being homeless, we I, I really want to give give that life back to to my mom because after my dad passed away, everything else was taken away from us, and so I wanted to give that life of luxury back to her, back to myself as well. So chase after all the things that we were conditioned to believe is luxury, so cars, um, homes, nice bags all of these uh, luxury items that I I thought would make me happy because every everyone that has money and, and that seems to be happy have luxury items. And so once I've I went to New York, I build, you know, my, my career and everything. And I've had those things just to realize that I was more miserable than I started before um, because I've sacrificed my health I've sacrificed my mental health, my physical health. I've sacrificed my family. I've sacrificed my friends. Um, I've sacrificed so much just to get there because I thought that is the answer to things. I've neglected so much just because I thought money is the answer to things. Uh, having your your con your nice condo in Midtown is the answer to things. Having your car is the answer to things. Just to realize once I have all of those, I am more miserable than I started because everything that you if you have a void within you it's not going to be filled by external um validation it's not going to be fulfilled by another bag another another uh car another house or whatever it is that that you feel like will fulfill that void it's everything that we have and need is always has always been within us and so that's when I went through the soul searching um, cycle because I it got to the point where I, I was so clinically depressed that finding another day to live was was exhausting. Um, I went through anxiety, depression, and for a whole week straight, I didn't I didn't eat or sleep. So I went through a, a a time of soul searching and wondering what what is luxury, what is happiness, what is what are all these things that people actually want. Um, and that's when I started realizing I don't need external validation. I don't need other people to, to, to approve of what my definition of success would be. My, my, some, for some people, it might just be living out in the woods and by themselves. For other people, it might be spending more time with your family. For someone like me, it's that I'm working so much, a luxury to me is spending some time off without having to worry about, about uh, my company or my work or my team. Um, and so that's when I started realizing you define what luxury means to you. You know, that's why I teach pe people modern luxury. It's not luxury in, um, it's not luxury in status, money, or materials. It's luxury rich in experiences, whether that's human connection, relationship building, or it's you being mindful. Silence is a piece. Uh, it's a luxury. Saying no, it's a luxury. Having boundaries is a luxury. What is your definition of luxury? And the other thing is um, treating yourself like a luxury brand is something that I always talk about because how often do we treat these materials that we thought that is considered a luxury to us um, way better than ourselves? 
So imagine yourself as a luxury brand, whatever it is that is for you, whether it's a nice watch or uh, clothes or bags or cars, imagine yourself treating yourself like that material. How far would you go and how well would you treat yourself? Um, and so that's kind of a long-winded answer. Why I do what I do is because um, just noticing things that we've been conditioned, are you living your life because you've been told? Or are you living your life because um, it's exactly what it is that you want to do? If nobody's watching you right now, no one's on stage, you're not here right now, are you still proud of doing what you're doing? Is, does it satisfy you? Or are you doing it because you want to satisfy someone else? So that's kind of my why. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a long one to answer, but um, I think getting to know my why, it also helps other people to um, branch out to do whatever it is that they wanted to do. Even if you're part of a corporation where we're talking about alignment, does it align with your values and your goals and your purpose and your dreams? Because if not, then you're building someone else's why. You're building out someone else's dream instead of your own dream, right? So what is your why? There's always something that is way bigger beyond yourself. Because once you find that, once I started opening rooms, once I start talking more about it, more people are start awakening of what, what it is that they desire. You build that community that drives your purpose forward and you always want to tie your um your purpose to you know your your to, to goal rather than a thing or a person because those things will always come and go but when you know your why when you know your purpose um you're not you're never going to be sad because that that's what fulfills you so that's kind of my why um does anyone want to chime in does anyone want to add on or share their why Hi, Jamie. Hey, so this is... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I didn't catch other so many people. Um, who was that that called my name? Well, this is uh, Dr. Duncan, and I'd like to just uh, share my why. Um, first of all, it was a great weekend, and it, being together with everybody was so fantastic. It, it just definitely changed my life. But I actually broke my back when I was 12, falling out of a tree on Tightwad Hill, which is your, one of your alma maters at Cal Berkeley. But um, the thing is that it went unnoticed because, um, you know, they just, the medical doctors just gave me painkillers and nobody ever took uh, x-ray of me. And I ended up being in so much pain for so long and I turned to drugs to a point where it almost killed me. And it took me about eight to ten years to finally get to a chiropractor. Um, I was carried in against my will. But that moment, that, that first adjustment changed my life, and I just realized how many kids are suffering, and people don't listen to them, and parents don't listen to them. They don't think that kids can be in pain. And um, so, you know, it's just been such a journey for me to learn how to help people, and I've been doing it for over 30 years. And uh, so I just wanted to mention that, and I think that it's so important to listen to the kids because they are hurt, and they're afraid to say something. Because they, in my day, we were seen and not heard. But uh, anyway, I really appreciate uh, I appreciate this channel so much, and thank you. And uh, this is Dr. Duncan out. Hey, listeners! If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five: Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. 
If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Okay, Duncan, did you also went to Berkeley? I grew up in Berkeley. Uh, my dad graduated in 1934, but uh, no, I didn't. I, I had so much trouble reading. I barely got through chiropractic school. But uh, yeah, I love Berkeley. Claremont Hotel and all that stuff was fantastic. But uh, you're going thinking of going to Stanford? What the heck? Yeah, I went. Duncan, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to Cal Berkeley and then um, to Stanford. Uh, but I didn't obviously I finished my PhD, which is kind of kind of funny. But th th I'm also doing something that I would uh, if I did finish my PhD. So yeah, I love Cal. Cal is definitely um, have a soft spot a spot in my in my in my heart. So. Um, I love that. Are you still in Berkeley? No, I'm in Santa Cruz now. I live down in a little place called Aptos, and um, I love it down here. It's just so beautiful. I'm a block from the beach, so I get to go down there. I try to get down there and walk every day just so I can get my space, my head space where it's supposed to be. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for bringing me up. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I love that. Um, someone else called my name before. It was a um, yep. girl's voice. That was me, Jay Lisa. This is Jessica. Hi, I'm Jessica. Not sure I am on this stage, but <laughs> um, so I just wanted to share my why real quick. I've never done this publicly on Clubhouse. I've been here probably for, gosh, I don't know, several months, um, just listening, and I've learned through Clubhouse and through so many of you incredible people on stage and in this room that if you don't speak up and say your why, then nobody's ever going to know it. So I'm here to use my voice this morning. So thank you for the encouragement and the opportunity to do so. Um, I am a fitness enthusiast. Um, I used to be hardcore into the wellness um, realm of life. Um, but I found a new, a new company that I partnered with that um, in the network marketing industry that really um, goes beyond um, a little bit deeper than just uh, a product. So um I'm in a skincare, um, makeup, we have all kinds of stuff, plenty of supplies, we have everything. But it, nonetheless, um, they are a family-owned business from Turkey, and their family-owned business really has inspired me to, to do exactly what it is that I try to do with my other business, which was um, empower women to be, um, to be more than just a mom. When they become a mom, I feel like a lot of people lose their identities. I don't know if anybody on this stage can relate, but... Um, and kind of feel like you turn into, uh, for me, Will's mom. And, and that's totally cool, and I love that. Um, I don't need anybody to say my name to make me feel like I'm anybody special. But I do feel like I lost myself, and I did lose myself. Um, I gained a tremendous amount of weight when I was pregnant, um, self-imposed. I said I was going to, and I certainly did. And then a whopping 89 pounds later, I found myself in this great state of depression. I have a healthy baby, an amazing marriage, a wonderful family, just a support system like nobody else. But I kept finding myself lost, and I couldn't understand why I was lost because everything seemed so perfect on the outside. But on the inside, I was a disaster. And for me, empowering women to know that it's okay to be somebody besides a mom and a wife and a full-time um, working outside the home <laughs> lady, that all that's okay that to do that, that you can't forget who you are. And so through this company, um, I always say it's more than skincare and it's more than makeup and it's more than a than a uh, lipstick and um, there's so much more to it so I really dedicated in building a sisterhood and a family um, quite like the Breakfast with Champions Club you know it's it's really just what 
I want to build in my life. I am certainly up and coming. Um, I work outside of the home full-time way too many hours, and I realize that there's so much more that I can give. I'm very appreciative of my job. I've been here 18 years, and I wouldn't take anything for it. But I also know that there's more for me, and I'm not going to stop till I get what I want. And um, I just appreciate um, the opportunity, again, to let me share. But empowering women and empowering mothers, empowering people, and it's not just women. Um, please don't take me the wrong way when I say that. I'll be men in the room because I certainly believe in that, too. But there's just so much more I want in life, and there's so much more that I know I can give. And I'm damn well not going to stop till I get there. So thank you very much for letting me share. This is Jessica, and I'm finished. Thank you for sharing, Jessica. And you'd be surprised when you say your why, how many people are also doing what you're doing. You should definitely connect with Lauren Lavender. Um, she has a podcast talking about all of that. We had a podcast. I interviewed her the other day, and it was so much fun. Um, Lauren, do you want to say your why? Maybe you're busy. I literally saw you flashing. <laughs> but we have um, someone else that I really want to get, um, that I'm really interested in. And thank you so much for sharing, Jessica. Is um, We have Sharon, uh, Sharon Letcher here, and she is the co-author of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I would love to know your why. How did you get started? Why did you write that book? What is your why on behind that? Well, good morning. Thank you so much for bringing me up. Yes. Well, I actually got mad because we weren't teaching kids about money in school. And it was it happened back in December of 1992. Our oldest son had gone to college, credit college in September and was met with tables, free pizza, free money, free T-shirt, free money. We didn't even know he had credit cards. He came home at Christmas and um, told us he was in credit card debt. He, he had a really good time his first semester in college. A few people listening right now may feel that pain, but that was December of 1992, and that's really when I dedicated the rest of my career to financial literacy, financial education, entrepreneurship education. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial home. I didn't understand people didn't get the importance of assets, buying, building, and creating income-producing assets. And that's something that uh, when I started my career in public accounting, I started realizing how little people really understood about money. At the end of the day, you either control your money or it controls you. And way too many people are controlled by their money. And way too many people chase time and money. They don't understand that what you instead of spending your time for a paycheck, invest your time buying, building, creating income producing assets. And if you have a job that you love, that's great. It's not what you do for your paycheck that counts. It's what you do with your paycheck because you can turn around and invest that into other assets because it's when the income from your assets exceed your monthly expenses, that's when you're financially free and it does not have to be millions of dollars. But that's how I got started. And I'm as passionate about it today as I was in December of 1992. And I'm, you know, it's something that whether you are just starting or whether you're already building a business, I want to help people take their successful businesses and make them scalable and, and, and saleable. That's my new book, Exit Rich. But 
too many business owners actually own a job, not a business. So my passion is helping people create that economic engine for their business that will allow them to scale. And this Sharon Lecter, thank you so much for asking. Wow, that was amazing. I always wonder, like, why are we not taught these things in school, too, right? Because um, I feel like uh, we were always taught, like, calculus. Like, when am I ever going to use calculus in geometry? But um, actually know, knowing how to manage money, that's something that's not even taught in school, which is kind of shocking. Is that going to be – do you know if that's going to change? Well, <laughs> That's why I have white hair. It's something that we have to continue. <laughs> we can, I love you. We have to continue fighting that battle, but we cannot wait for the education system to change. There are only seven states that require a personal finance class for graduation, 12 more that require some personal finance to be taught within other classes. And it's, just, it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal because it, we talk about um, equal opportunity. If you want every child to have equal opportunity to succeed in this world. We should be teaching them about money in school. You've heard the phrase, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's because they learn about money at home. And if we truly want every child to have equal opportunity, we will teach them about entrepreneurship, about money, about how to control their money so it doesn't control them. And it's something that uh, it takes all of us. When, when I was, I was honored to serve President Bush and Obama on an advisory council, and we were able to pass the Credit Card Act of 2009, which now prohibits credit card companies from going on college campuses to solicit kids. Now, that's a, it was a huge win for me. It wasn't, I can't take credit for the bill, but I was certainly a squeaky wheel about it. But we still are not teaching kids in um, primary school or before high school graduation when they get out on their own and they just have no idea how to manage their money and they have mindsets of scarcity. And until we can get them to understand that we do live in a world of abundance and that they can learn how to create financial independence, uh, we're going to continue in this vicious cycle. So as parents, aunts, uncles, concerned adults, we need to make sure we're exposing our kids and young people to the education they need around money and entrepreneurship. So thank you. Yeah. And I think um, uh, the, ex the exciting thing is like a lot of um, schools, or like I don't know Stanford with their MBA program, that they are looking for more applied knowledge than just knowledge that, that's on the book where you graduate and then you don't even know what to do with it. Like no one's even teach us like, what are credit cards, taxes, um, all these little, like how to borrow, get a loan or whatever, these things that we don't even know, we all have to figure it out. And we wonder why a lot of people are in debt. Right. So I think it's so important what you're doing um, and what you're saying in school. It's like school teaches you to be an employee. School uh, doesn't teach you how to be um, a CEO entrepreneur. And by what you're teaching, you're changing a lot of people's lives because it's, you know, especially if you're growing up with um, in a family that doesn't understand the knowledge uh, that you share and you're sharing it as if they're part of the family. So. I absolutely, I absolutely love, love that. Do you host rooms here on um, Sharon? Well, I've been asked to host several, but I, uh, I, I pretty much love Breakfast Champions and I'm in John Lee's room a lot. So I kind of bounce around, but 
I'd be happy to host a room if somebody wanted to support it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'll, I'll be there. I'm <laughs> I'll be there. Right? When you host a room, everyone's, we're all going to be there from Breakfast of Champions to support you just as much as you come and support us because I think the knowledge that you're sharing is so important. And I wish, I, I mean, I wish this is something that I was taught growing up. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I will let you know. Yes. Maybe um, I should talk to Glenn, Mr. Lovey. Yes. <laughs> you should. Maybe we'll have you ne um, next week on my on my segment um, on Monday if you're available. Um, definitely shooting my shot at Sharon right now. Uh, <laughs> so then we can learn more about your work and then help educate people here um, at the table to how to better, better manage your, their finances too. Well, consider it accepted. Let me know the details. Yay. Oh my God. I love that. love that. See, sharing your why the house walls kind of fall into place. That was a great example. <laughs> Not to do my own horn, <laughs> but thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing. Uh, I really appreciate you. Love your books. And I mean, it's such an honor that you're hanging out with us at the table and sharing your knowledge as well. Um, thank you. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Does anyone want to chime in? I'll chime in. It's Lauren Lavender, Faith Five. Um, anyway, you. since you ignore me, does anybody else want to chime in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Lauren. Lauren's like my my other sister. She is just amazing. Go get your crown, Lauren. Oh my god, flexing my crown as we speak. get your big big boy out. Get the big crown out. Oh, the, with all the jewels on it. Yes, with all okay, the jewels. Okay, okay. Was we Hold need on, it for breakfast champions. Transfer my jewels for me. Give me a second. Beep 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 beep. Okay, we're ready. <laughs> and we she's dork. We got the big one on. Um, thank you, Sharon, for just being you. Um, one of my favorite sayings is that you can get a degree, but it doesn't mean you have an education. Um, and I think that's exactly what's wrong with what's going on in our public system um, in our universities. But I'm not here to talk about that. That's what you're here to talk about. So I want to talk about what Jessica was talking about, which is the why and being a mom. And I say that with the biggest heart ever because it takes a lot of strength to come out and say being a mom is not enough for me and I think so quickly we identify with you are somebody's mom you are now somebody's caregiver your life is no longer yours and I think it takes a really strong person to identify that that transition is not good enough and so I did the exact same thing Jessica I went through exactly what you went through and the second the baby was born, everybody asked, how's Kennedy? They did not ask how I was doing. They asked how the baby was doing. And so I made it my mission to make sure everybody was taken care of. And so I wanted to step out and also help moms step into their power, define who they are, and be unapologetic about it. So Jessica, I wanted to give you your flowers. I think you are incredible. I think it takes immense strength to be able to step out and say, being a mom is not enough for me. When so many people say, and they clutch their pearls and say, yes, it is. It's like, nope, it's okay to step out and be multiple things as well. So Jessica, I wanted to publicly praise you and also say, let's hang out because we have too much in common. This is Lauren Lavender, I'm done speaking. Lauren, are you also on a treadmill still? I am also on the treadmill, drinking my coffee, checking the email. My dogs are chewing the door in front of me, trying to get near me. This is mommy's quiet time with all of you. So thank you for being a part of my TED Talk today. You're <laughs> and being amazing. a part of my support system. <laughs> Scott, that's what you sound what, what what you're supposed to sound like when you're on a treadmill. <laughs> I know, I sound like I'm dying. I know, Scott's like <sighs> and you're at breakfast. <laughs> 
And so I was asking Lauren, um, you're, uh, why do you sound so good when you're on your on your treadmill and you can actually speak? Well, when you're on a treadmill and balance level one. around, you learn balance. Level one. Okay. <laughs> She's on 0. 0.0001 speed. <laughs> I'm no wonder. The, t the time elapsed go up and I'm 0, 0.0 MPH chilling. That's how I do it. Love it. You're on, a, you're literally on a treadmill, but you're not walking. Um, <laughs> um, and on me, let's put it like that. She never said she was moving. Yeah. <laughs> she just said she's on it. Doesn't mean I'm like actually like moving on it. Um, be more clear, please. <laughs> to be clear is to be kind. Um, Glenn, are you here? He's probably at his little meeting. Um, Scott, did you want to share your why? How how far are you from your phone? Doesn't sound like that. Yeah, it sounds like you're. Um, are you hiding in a closet right now? The shade is Darian here. <laughs> Scott only said that because Glenn wasn't here. <laughs> I know because he knows <laughs> the shade. Trapped in the closet. No, my my goal is. Are you whispering? Are you? Are we still whispering? Is this the lullaby room? I know, but what phone is that? The iPhone one? So anyway, um, no, my why is to try to be the best version of me and not take the life of me that I can never handle and pursue my passion. Trying to do that first. And uh, in my love to be, you know, be the mentor of nine ninety six, we want to be a person similar to what Dino Vision is trying to be. That's for everyone to have a chance. Anybody can win. Because you're one person in that life that can win, and you're winning every time that they have a chance. You know, love, relationships, finances, investments, everything. My never-ending pursuit of trying to be the best version of me. That's why I show up in here and learn from superhumans like you and our entire tribe here, which I am a love for very much. And I know y'all love giving me grief. Trust me, I love giving everybody that. Oh, he, Scott is spicy. Don't ever under underestimate Scott. Just because his accent is cute and and peachy, he is uh he is definitely a fiery one. And Scott, I've never heard you so quiet. <laughs> he's so he's super sassy. He's a savage. So if you don't know Scott personally on a personal level, this is why I always encourage people to slide into people's DM and actually get to know them because how they are in um you know how they are on stage and 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 in person is so different. I mean, for me. <laughs> Joy and I are we're basically the same in Laura as well. But for everyone, DM people, Scott. Yeah, DM Scott. DM Scott to to find out what the the sassy side of Scott is because the sassy side is is amazing. When are you going to be sassy on here? Just make sure it's appropriate, please. Personal photos to Scott because you know how much how many Scott receives those, which hey, is amazing because I've want, never I gotten any sassy, of them. Scott, I want sassy Scott to show up. Right. Scott, you need to do like a sassy Scott segment. Okay. We'll make it happen. Or, you know, savage or, or be or keep it real segment. Yeah, we'll do that. Probably not too appropriate during this segment, but uh, we'll, we'll absolutely. And we've talked about doing it before anyway. So we will make it happen, I promise. And it'll be nobody can get their feelings hurt in it either because you, Lord knows we all give each other grief and get back at me all the time. And I love it. <laughs> I love, I love, I love, love, love giving it and I can take it. So. You know, you can't dish it out. You can't. You, you, you have to be able to take, take it back. So, anyway, unless it's I from me. 
You have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April, or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April, or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60-year record this past January. All of these dealers join the 800% Club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. I feel like we're going to need some NDA sign before that room, Scott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you, you know Scott right here, but Scott and Loki is, is a different Scott. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was really shocked when I know who Scott is. And I was like, whoa, where is this person's been hiding? Um, super, just like, ton of humor, too. Thank you. I appreciate you so very much. Sorry, I don't know why my speaker's not working. But anyway, y'all have the... It's okay. It's, you know... Movie. When you have iPhone one, that's what it what it is like. Um, Steven, I love the shade of it all. <laughs> oh. He is back. The shade. This is what I hired um, Darian for. It's if you know me, I'm always throwing shades. Um, and Darian is my. I need to record that into my little pot roaster thing of the shade. I love, love it and love you, girl. I love you. But um, Steven, did you want to share your why? Because I thought your why is so powerful. The more I got to know you, the more I admire your work and what you do. Did you want to share? Sure. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what we're talking about here, but the why, you know, you know, why it is says, that you do what you do, and Scott, matter. that's what a that's what it what it sounds okay. like having a good speaker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think I think my my biggest why is. Uh, as far as the goals go, the, the the why is to change the paradigm of how people see leadership. And we're doing that right now as we are, and things are changing. Uh, obviously, my, my why is to have that biggest impact in the world across all um, cultures, cultures, countries, um, and, and across all spectrums. It's uh, it, sound, it sounds like something big and maybe a little bit arrogant, but every single person that reads the book, every single person that gets involved with us and works, works with us on our program, has a massive paradigm shift and they see leadership completely different. It's nothing external. Leadership's not the course you take. It's not the, pro the programming. It's not DISC. It's, it's none of that stuff. That's all, that all enhances the true leadership, which comes from within based on your identity and your purpose. And once you have your identity and your purpose, uh, you know, sort of crystallized in front of you, you create that certainty. And that certainty is what drives your presence as a leader. So it comes all from within and we are changing that as we speak. Love it. And your your program is is going in. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk about it, but it's going into schools, right? Yeah, it's go, it's it's in it's in different universities. Um, it's in the Forbes MBA program. It's in University of Colorado, University of San Diego is picking it up. We got university. Uh, it's actually sitting at Stanford right now as well. Um, this is all happening by itself without almost like zero effort from our side because of the fact the way the book is written, it's actually basically like a course. So every, there's five sections. Each section has specific action steps that you take to get to where you are. It's, it's a what to book, not a how to book. So yes, it's actually quite exciting, has taken legs on of its own. I love it. Steven, you and I and um, Sharon, we should have a room because she's, um, 
with her money management and, and all that, I think it would be really cool to have those like in schools as well. And she teaches so, such amazing things. I think that's something cool to collaborate on. Yeah, well, we can we can definitely, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I work with a dean of a university that can change just about any course uh, that is based on, you know, a, a applied knowledge uh, into a college course so that you can turn it into a college course, which is then given to the universities. Mm -hmm. And for instance, ours is coming out in the summer semester. And um, just by the way, you make quite good money on it, too. <laughs> sure. And would that sound something that you'd be, be interested in? And she's not even here. <laughs> I hate when that happens. But I, I'm going to definitely yeah, talk yes, about. Yes, I would, I would be very interested. I had to get back over to the Clubhouse screen. Sorry about that. I, would, I actually have a college course that we have not um, We've completed and would love to get that uh, into the universities. So yes, we'd sure. love that. Sure, Shannon. Um, um, uh, Sharon, we can get that uh, certified for you relatively quick. Um, considering that you wrote it and your background, I don't see any issues. Specifically, Forbes Business School is asking for applied courses based on applied knowledge and, and no theory at all. So I think that would be fantastic. So if you want to reach out or I'll reach out or one of the two. It'd be fantastic. Thank you, Steve. I feel like I'm a matchmaker right now. You are. You are. <laughs> community, I love it. Oh, the community, not the shade. <laughs> um, networking, and uh, this is why I got me into Breakfast of Champions is uh, networking and then bringing people together is also one of my why. So thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk, as Lauren would say. Um, my name is Shayla Sai. I have a segment at Monday, 6 a.m. Pacific time, I believe, in Eastern. That's 9 a.m. You're at Breakfast of Champions, uh, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. So if you're not following the little greenhouse, you definitely should because we're always here Monday to Friday um, to Saturday. Uh, it's what? It's 5 a.m. to 11 um, a.m. And Sunday, we have the Club 1 and 11 inspiring you, motivating you, and educating you every single day to be great on your own. So add some people in because we have Alexander next, and we are about to have a really great segment. So, Alexander, are you here? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. I sure am. How are you doing? Okay. just want to make sure because I know you're in the uh, the airport. Uh, did you get to find your little uh, a spot of service? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still in the car, so I'm good for right now. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited to hear from you. Yes, what is up, everyone? Apologize in advance because I have lost my voice because I am in Denver, Colorado for the Embrace Your Ambition Conference, and I got to meet a whole bunch of people on this stage in person, IRL, and it was incredible. So real quick, if you were at the Embrace Your Ambition Conference, can I please see a mic flash? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Christy. Come on, Laura. Come on, Ashley. I see you. Come on, Dr. Rowe. Come on. Where's Nate at? Nate, I was just texting with you. There you are. All right, all right. Ashley Brandsetter. Before we move on to Joy, real quick, Ashley, I just saw that you're here. This, so first and foremost, for those of you guys that don't know who Ashley is, she owns Ashley Faye Designs, which is the QVC of Facebook, and she literally helps women transform the crafts in their closets into six-figure incomes and really, really has built an incredible thing, including this new conference called Embrace Your Ambition, where you're able to really get business tactics combined with faith-based um, mentalities to kind of really help you push to that next level. This was a dream that you had a year ago, Ashley. 
right when quarantine hit, right when it seemed like the worst time to do this, and yet you listened to God and you did it anyways. What was it like having your first of many conferences and what are you excited about the future, Ashley? Y'all, I'm just blown away. Like, I cannot stop crying. I just keep thinking, like, I did something this weekend. I had my dream came true this weekend. It was so big. It was so impactful. It was more than I could have ever thought it would be. I really, when I did it, I thought it was going to be this small thing and help the women. I'd already been helping meet them up. And then we met all these amazing people in Clubhouse and everything just got so much bigger and so much more beautiful and with so much impact. Alex, you, you killed it. I still have people messaging me about every speaker on that stage. Like they loved you guys so much and I'm blown away and I cannot wait for Dallas y'all because Dallas, it just got even bigger. I can't, I'm just, I can't believe people. I mean, I can now because I see what I did, but I kept telling you guys, I can't believe you guys are taking a chance on me and you guys want to be a part of this. And then, y'all, I'm going to be honest, like, after this thing happened, I was like, well, no shit, they want to be a part of this. This is awesome. <laughs> like, I'm I'm blown away. I'm amazed at this. But you know what? God was in every second. This was his conference. We did things that I didn't know we were going to do. And it was just, it, it, it was all God, 100%. And I've got to tell you guys, that last day, like, I'm not someone that has a ton of confidence. And I mentioned this on stage. It got taken from me in high school, but I'm someone that has a lot of courage and I had a lot of courage But listen, that last day when everybody was pouring into me and all my women were telling me what I did for them and all of you guys were there with me and we blew this thing out of the water. I was like, I feel so confident right now. I feel like a whole new person and I cannot wait to go to Dallas and show everybody what more I have in me and the people in Dallas that are coming with us to Dallas, like it's it's just going to be amazing. I can't wait to keep going with this. I already messaged Marcus and all these people this morning. I'm like, I miss you guys. You guys are my family, and I can't wait to see you in Dallas and keep going. We want to do Dallas this year, and next year we want to do four. <laughs> and it's just going to get bigger and grow more, and we're just going to keep putting faith into businesses and sharing our hearts and souls. So thank you so much, Alex, for mentioning me. I love you so, so much. This is Ashley. I'm done. Thank you, Ash, for that share, Alexander. It's a little hard to hear you, my dear. Oops. Am I the only one that can't hear Alexander? We lost them for a second. We might have lost oh, okay. them for a second. Hey, hey Ashley, Report. thanks for sharing that, my dear. Who was, Nate, were you next? Who was next? No, go ahead, Laura. I'm, I'm pulling in the airport, too. I was just confirming that we couldn't hear him. We might have lost them for a second. So uh, if you have better uh, service and area, roll with it. and uh, let's get Hey, I'm, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're back. Now you're, you. you're back. Okay, cool. So, uh, Ashley, can I say, can I make the announcement about uh, October, or is it not knowledge to be said yet? The, who signed off? You absolutely can make the announcement. Yay! So, guys, she had a dream a year ago. She thought it was going to be something for a handful of women. It turned into something bigger than she ever thought. And now her very second conference, which is this October 14th through 17th, Trent Shelton has signed on to be keynote speaker. You're going to see Marcus Black. You're going to see Ashley Brandsetter and so many other familiar faces from right here. So from right. So, guys, we have a great segment set up here this morning.
Since we lost Alexander. Hey, Alexander, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you back if you go in and out at all. Yep, Lauren, yep. Uh, you know we're talking to Joy today, right? If you take over and let's have a conversation with Joy Farley while uh, until Alexander. I'm really on. sorry. Like I don't know what is happening. <laughs> hey, Alexander, but, you're clear right now. Do um, you want to kick it off with Joy, and then if I need to jump in, I know what the plan is. Yes, exactly. So I'm so sorry that this. No. I'll jump in real quick, guys. How, yeah, go how ahead, Nate. Guys and Laura. So, so I'm about to hop out of my car, but I wanted to jump in, guys. Alexander, as some of you know, he started this segment a few weeks ago where he's just uh, pouring love and inspiration and uh, getting to know some people that have added a lot of value to Breakfast with Champions. He started with the segment with uh, with the one and only Glenn Lundy, and we. We got to know uh, Glenn a little bit more and pour love into him and, and show thanks and gratitude for starting Breakfast with Champions, this room, and just showing up consistently day after day after day. And uh, today, uh, Alexander set up a segment with our good friend, Joy Farley. I got the privilege, the honor, the blessing, the, uh, the good times, the fun to meet Joy live in Charlotte a few weeks ago. And uh, Joy has poured so much into this community and uh, she pours so much into her, her friends and, and uh, and online fam, clubhouse fam, millionaire fam, and uh, she, uh, just the same thing. The same way she shows up offline, she shows up here for so many. And uh, she's a successful real estate agent, business owner, and uh, a sister, and uh, not only sister to her immediate family, but a sister in Christ. So I could go on and on and on about Joy Farley, but I got the privilege to meet her. And so let's get this segment hey, started. Hey, Nate, Nate. You there? Okay. You're cutting in and out, Alexander. Joy, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Joy, just say hello. To, and if Alexander jumps back in, say hello. Tell us who you are. Tell us, uh, tell us, the, i tell you what, Alexander starts off these segments. Tell us something that you love about yourself. One or two things that you love about Joy Farley as you tell us your story. Hey, hey, hey real quick, real quick, guys. I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't know what's going on with my service. I should be fine now. Before we start with Joy and, and Nate, thank you so much for like literally just picking up exactly where you know me so well. Y'all know I'm all about, uh, I'm all about the love. I'm all about sharing love, making sure people feel seen. But before we do that, I want to introduce someone that I've learned to love their talent. One of the most talented people I've seen on this platform and someone who is literally a name that we will soon know. He just dropped another single and just a couple weeks ago, and he's going to be sharing with us one of his incredible singles that you can download across any platforms. JB, are you here with me, brother? I am. Yeah, how's it going, JB, guys? Dude, I'm so excited. I'm going to moderate you so people can find who you are. Go ahead. This is JB Summers, ladies and gentlemen, singing Different People. <laughs> Thanks, Alexander. Appreciate it. to love the rain but now it makes you tired small talk and you complain we used to talk for hours so many things we let expire like in my brain where do I start you used to love me you had a change of you think you could be happy? 
Let's go. So good. Let's go. Guys, don't forget to unmute and give your flowers. Give your flowers. Yes. Thank you so much. That was a wake up. Thank you. I'm calling. You have the voice of an angel. I enjoyed Who was that singing? That was JB Summers. Yes, he's right here. He, he's modded here, at, so he's right next to me, guys. He does have the give money button, so feel free, y'all. Send him. Make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain. JB is up and coming. He has uh, on Spotify. I mean, millions of downloads already, guys. He's killing it. So you, this is a name you will know soon. So make sure that you give him a follow, not just here, but also on Instagram. Support his music across all platforms. JB, brother, you rock. Your gift is beautiful, dude. And thank you so much for sharing your talent with us so freely. We love you, thank brother. You. Thank you guys so much. This was an honor. Thank you, Alexander. I appreciate the opportunity and the platform to be able to play and share my art. So, yeah, thank you guys. Hope you all have a great morning. JB yeah, better yeah, now. Really at my wedding, um, Alexander. Just saying. Uh, is it is it another minion wedding or is it a real? I'm not sure. How are we? It, I yeah, mean, yeah, it, might, so it, it might be a real it, wedding. It might be a real wedding. You never know. JB, I'm gonna keep you on the phone. Yes. Let's do it. And JB's in the Nashville. Well, JB, you're in the Nashville area, correct? Correct. Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. Just yes. moved here about uh, so, nine nine months ago from Florida. Even better, no, my brother's Florida. about to be a Titan, or he is a Titan, yeah. so we'll be in Nashville. We'll have to connect, JB, for sure. So good, yes, I'd love to. And, and JB, Nate is also in Nashville, and we're going to be doing a Nashville meetup soon, so uh, we may need to hear them them chops IRL, brother. So I can't wait to connect. Thank you again so much. And yes, Joy Farley's brother is a t Tennessee Titan, y'all. Come on. Now, Miss Joy... <laughs> Are you here with me, friend? I know you just. Good morning. Of I just course. want to make sure. Good morning, Joy. My friend, the most appropriately named person on Clubhouse because you exude joy in all that you do. I know that we've gotten to know you, Joy, throughout the last several months, even though it feels like Clubhouse, uh, you know, it feels like we've been here for years. It's only been months. But we want to see the other side of Joy, the side of Joy that we haven't really maybe seen or heard. So talk to me a little bit, first and foremost, about joy as a child kind of growing up you were so joyful so i have to believe you have the most joyous childhood as well um talk to me about what it was like to be little joy farley hey champions guess what the breakfast with champions podcast airs live every single day 5 a.m to 11 a.m only on the clubhouse app so make sure to download clubhouse and go check out breakfast with champions you're not gonna regret it see you there well, first of all, good morning, everyone. And Alexander, I've never been little, like ever. I'm like the tallest person you might ever meet. I think I was born that way. But always have had big energy. Um, but I am one of seven kids. So Darian can relate coming from a big family. Um, the joke at our house was that there's two kinds of people, the quick and the hungry. So uh, move your feet quick. Um, or you might get left hungry. But being one of seven, there's only two girls in our family, so I've always grown up in a house full of boys, and uh, it has taught me in life just to always be really adaptable, go with the flow. Um, I'm fifth of seven, so it's always just been organized chaos at my house, and I would have it no other way, but younger Joy um, has always been 
um, one that could talk to anybody. We grew up on one side of town. We went to church on the other side of town. We all went to private school on a scholarship. Um, so I think growing up, it's always like I've always been able to put one foot on one side of a line and one on the other. And it's been the best gift of life to be able to connect with anybody. Um, I don't think I ever was able to talk to a stranger. I've always had a big personality. Um, and I've always just loved people. I think I get that from my mother. She is definitely that way. She meets like her best friend in the line at the hair cedar uh, or the grocery store. And you're like, how in the world do you do this? But in order to just make those great connections, you just got to be willing to one, tell the truth, even when it hurts um, and ask for what you need. And I think that's one thing that I grew up seeing modeled for me um, in my household. My mom was never afraid to ask for anything um, or to just encourage you with her words. So sometimes she'll always, even to this day say, you know what, I might not have money, but I'll never be a poor person, but she's always been willing to be honest, um, with where we are, where we were. Um, and it's opened up a lot of doors. So, um, me as a kid, um, I'd like to think that I was always athletic, always, um, out and about, butterfly-ish. I think that just kind of spilled over into my adulthood for sure. I love that. Okay. So talk to me about your mama. Cause you said your mama. So she sounds like pretty dope. Everyone wants uh, to be friends with my mom. Just so we're clear. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that makes Belinda sense. Probably is... why everyone wants to be friends with Joy as well. <laughs> it sounds like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Not so at just all. describe her to me. I want to know all about her. Oh my goodness. My mom, I say, I always say that she's like my Shiro. Um, you know, she came from a really crazy background in life, you know, was a military brat, grew up all over the world. Um, didn't really have the best home life. And I think it's just so funny looking at my mom now. She never really was one to think that she was going to have seven kids. She was career television, um, the first in her family to go to college. And really make something of her life. Sometimes I always forget that I'm like, gosh, like my mom was raised in the projects. And to look at the beautiful life that she's created, and not just because of where she came from, but she literally makes everything around her beautiful. Um, our home has always been beautiful with little that we did have. I think people always assume that one, you have a bunch of kids, so your house has to be a disaster. And that was actually the opposite. She said, many hands make light work. So that house was always clean. Um, but when it comes to loving hard, um, treating people like treasure, really defying the odds of your past and to create a life that is meaningful in a lot of different ways. I get that from my mom. Um, but she's just the most beautiful soul. She makes everyone smile. Um, she always has an encouraging word or at least something in her hand to give, even if it's not money. Um, she will always tell you that there's always an extra seat at the table. And when you can just encourage people with the little things that go such a long way, but she definitely doesn't know a stranger and um, her and my dad are absolute complete opposites, literally. So my mom's black, my dad's white. And we always just love meeting in the middle. Um, she calls us Hafricans. Um, so Glenn has a whole team of Hafricans at his house too. And um, she just makes everybody feel like the most special person in the room. I love that so much. <laughs> and it sounds like she's an incredible human being. Do you feel that you take after her? Do you think that a lot of the, the joyous traits that you have, the way that you've been successful in your career and being able to do it in a way that you're still honorable to people and really kind of um, honor who they are. Do you think you get that from your mom? 
Yeah, I mean, my mom sees the best in everybody. I think she starts with the hardest good until people give her otherwise, you know, and I think I see the exact same things. I think for a lot of people, they just see people and they're like, oh, well, maybe you didn't come from the right place or you don't have the nicest things or you don't have the resources. And it's like, well, that's been my whole life story. You know, I tell people all the time that I see rainbows because it's really true. Um, they just pop up in my world, literal rainbows and people will see, send rainbows to me and be like, dang, where'd you find that from? I'm like, I've always been looking for the good and it always tends to show up. And so one of the biggest things that I do take from my mom is that she finds the best in everyone, but she also finds, um, you know, the strengths in you and will never hold back a compliment or, um, you know, it's like, wow, you see things in me that I don't see in me. And she's just so generous with her words. I think encouragement is something that we all need. And I remember my little brother telling me that, you know, in probably 2015 at my lowest, that if you're breathing, you need to be encouraged. And so I think we all get that special, special trait definitely from my mom. Ooh, I love that. If you're breathing. Oh, so let's talk about that. Right. So most people don't know a little secret about you that I happen to know. I'll let you kind of tell that because that's your story. How have you been able to, in spite of, because oftentimes people want to think that it's because of, we, you know, because of this, we love someone. Because of that, we are happy. Because of that, but really, it's in spite of the things going on in our lives that we should be able to find the joy, the joy in all of it. Talk to us about some of the things that you have endured in your life, some of the things that you struggle with on the regular that people don't even know about. And how are you able to still find joy through it all? I love that question. So a lot of people who don't know me in real life, I think, um, like, oh, my gosh, you have siblings? Um, I'm like, yeah, there's like 400 of us. So all seven of us, it's just so funny looking back at just the grace and favor that my life has been absolutely covered in. And I think that's when I see rainbows. It just reminds me that favor has always chased me down. Um, growing up, we literally on paper grew up under the poverty line. I mean, people look at our lives now and they're like, oh my gosh, you've got a brother in the NFL and the New York City Ballet and sales and wine and real estate and all these great things. But it was never because my parents could stroke the check. Um, and I look back and I'm like, you know what, when it comes down to it, I think so much of the things that I find just so much gratitude for right now is things I used to just pray for. Like, oh, we used to sit around and tell stories as kids of what would it be like to be rich? You know, maybe we'd have boats and like hidden trap doors and like our mansions. And, you know, honestly, in the reality of it all, it was like, man, it would just be great to have, you know, working air conditioning and my 1987 Chevy Caprice, you know, driving up to private school with everyone getting a G-Wagon for their 16th birthday. And the big joke around school is that our car had a ceiling fan. And um, I just laugh about that now as I sit in my car being like, dang, like, I'm so grateful for the past that has gotten me to this place. Um, so part of the story is saying, hey, like growing up with limited resources, um, but we never knew that we were poor. You know, the definition of poor is when you have too much month at the end of your money. And there was so many times where it was like, I don't even know how we're going to make it to the end of the week. Um, but we always saw just the hand of God following our family in ways that you can't explain. You talk about this miracle mentality like we always do with Tim's story. And it's like my whole life has been a miracle. No one can tell me otherwise that 
how is it that you had seven kids that went to private school? How have all of you gone to college? How have all of you excelled in the top of the top of the top of everything that you've done? And it wasn't because my parents could stroke the check. So um, coming from really, really humble beginnings to, um, you know, going off to college on paper, my parents could afford $12 to send my tail to college. And I played volleyball, worked my way through school. Um, and I'm really more proud of my degree these days than anything. So it's like, gosh, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to make something of where they started. Um, so when it comes to growing up humbly, you know, going to college, making the most of it, um, and then really being in this real estate space of the past 10 years of every day is a new challenge. Um, in 20, I guess that was 2017, I got diagnosed with degenerative arthritis in my left foot. And I'd always been really active, um, you know, would be going on 10 mile runs with my girlfriends and doing these hit workouts and you name it. And it got to a point where I was like, I think that I have like a stress fracture or something in my foot. Like I'm hobbling around. I'm like, okay, you've got health insurance sister, like go get yourself checked out. And they told me that I had a double stress fracture and my foot put me in a walking boot around the holidays. And of course I go back at the beginning of the year and I'm like, nothing's really changed. And so they're like, of course, let's do an MRI. And I'm like, I hate adulting. It's the worst. Um, so we do all these tests and it comes back that I actually have degenerative arthritis. So the pain that I was feeling was something that like, wasn't going to go away. And I think people who follow me on Instagram or social media, they're like, Julie, you're always so active. You're out running. I'm doing 75 hard right now. Um, but I live in chronic pain with every single step that I take. And I think sometimes I just don't even think about it because it's been my reality for gosh, going on five years now. And it's like, you can struggle, you can make whatever you want to of the painful things in life, but those things can't define you. And I think for me, it's a daily reminder. Every time I wake up and my feet hit the floor and some days I just cringe because it's like, I don't even know how I'm going to walk today. But every time I put one foot in front of the other, my sister told me when she went off to college that that was her definition of confidence, that when you can put one foot in front of the other without having to question which one is which, that's always confidence. And so I walk in that daily of saying, you know what, I can't change, you know, the current circumstances, but I'm going to sure as heck make the best out of it. Um, and so when people are like, you're so joyful, you're so happy, like, what the heck? And I'm like, I fight for it daily because in my mind's eye, it's like, I don't even know how I'm going to walk today. I don't know how I'm going to like you know, do the things that I just need to do um, when you're living in chronic pain. But I think when you can show up and say, you know what, these are the cards that I've been handed and I'm going to make the best of them. So just like my mom taught us how to see the best in people, I see the best in situations that, hey, if I can't control it, then I'm not going to let it control me. Um, I think that's what keeps the sun uh, shining over my head most days because it's a daily choice. I love that so much, Joy. You know, actually, what I one of my best friends always told me, especially on my journey of transformation, is that confidence comes from pre, from keeping promises to ourselves, which is kind of the same thing of putting one foot in front of the other, right? Because you're telling yourself, no matter what, I'm going to keep moving, and you keep that promise, and in turn, look what it's done, right? In spite of that pain, you're still able to have joy. And and listen, I don't know if anyone's ever broken their foot or hurt their like I have had a hairline fracture on my foot. And that pain was excruciating. And every single step to hurt is not something that you want to live a life doing. It's something that is horrendous. And yet you find the joy in it. And you keep putting, like your sister said, one foot in front of the other. And not just that, friends. You're not crushing just it, your career, which is amazing. 
You're crushing at life because you're someone that people want to know. You're someone that is a friend, a good friend, a friend that people want to have in their corner. And on top of that, you got tall girl energy. You fly AF and you look like a model everywhere you go. It's like, I love you. you. Literally. Yep. Every post, I'm like, what's what? I literally say the same thing every single post on, on Joy's post. I'm like, fierce AF, <laughs> like fierce AF, fire, 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 because that's who you are, friend. So I am really, really blessed and love you so much. And I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity to I get to you, Joy. I'm with Nate Forrest. We love you, Nate Forrest. I love you, Joy. We love you, Joy. We love you, Joy. I'm so happy that we have the, the pleasure to just affirm you. So, guys, what I'd love for us to do now. And listen, today, Joy has to spend four hours in continuing education, bored out of her mind, with nothing to do. So I want her to sit, well, I mean, learn the continuing education, but I want her, as she's learning, to sit there saturated in the love of her friends, because that's who we are. We're people who see Joy, we see her for all of her greatness. Her greatness doesn't dim our light, it magnifies our light, it amplifies our greatness. And so please feel free, unmute, whoever would like to go first, unmute and just pour into her. We are going to be spending the next 15 to 20 minutes taking turns, just pouring into Joy Farley. So who flash your mic at me if you would like. Oh, I already see Monica flashing that mic. I see Lauren, I see Tara. Y'all, y'all gotta, I listen, Tara's one of my most favorite people I ever met my whole life in real, IRL. Not only does she have the best style, she matches her PowerPoints to her outfits. It is amazing, she's dope. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear that question. <laughs> but Miss Monica, Miss Monica Ricci, go ahead, pour love into Joy. Joy, what was said earlier was exactly what I think. Every single time I see your face, and you change your profile picture all the time, which I love, it's so fun. But it is, you are so aptly named because you are just a bucket full of joy when you show up in these rooms. I will go to any room I see your name listed on. I'm, I will go in that room because I know your energy is there to uplift people. You always make people feel great. The heart that you can hear in your voice is so clear and so pure and so wonderful. And you are a light and a gift, girl. And I am so glad. I know I'm brand new on this platform. Well, not brand new, but pretty new. But man, this room and you in particular are just a blessing. So I am Monica and I am blissfully complete. Thank you, Monica. That means a lot. Miss Hi, Tamara, Joy. Saw... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Lauren. You were next. I saw you, Faith Five. I saw you. I saw you were next. No problem. I'll just jump in anyways. It's all good, Alexander. But Joy, hi. I love you so much. And here's why. You are one of those people where I've never heard you say a negative thing about someone. And even if it does come off as like maybe slightly negative, there's no way that you meant it in a negative way. You exude joy and you make people feel like they're the most special person in the room. You actively listen. Joy's one of those people where we have back chats going on and she always puts quotes that people say in the chat, which shows me she's an active listener. 
she's participating in herself, but she's also pouring into other people as well. I always see you on the stage. I don't get to hear you as much, but I've gotten to know you off of the app a lot more. And I'm so grateful that you have this segment because people need to see how amazing you really, really are. This is the real joy, everybody. She is extremely intelligent, but most importantly, she's very empathic and she's an active listener and she cares about the people that she's spending her time with. So if Joy's here, she's pouring into you, she's listening. You're amazing, Joy. Thank you for being such a positive person and such a gift in our lives. I love you so much. This is Lauren Lavender. I'm done speaking. Love you, Faye Five. And I was telling Alexander when he came in the room, I was like, just dropped you a jalapeno. And I was like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Lauren Lavender. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm on on a movement to let everybody know it's not a bean, it's a jalapeno, but that's for another day. Love you. Fire, fire. It so is. I love that. I'm totally taking that, even though I do love green beans. (laughs) You guys, I can't tell you how much joy has impacted my life. And to be able to hug her neck soon in person, I cannot wait for that moment. Um, She is somebody, and this is something that I don't think people often get credit for because like Alexander and me, we can be pretty loud, right? Like we can like dance up onto a stage and I think Joy's got some moves in her too. And we'll see them. We'll see them in Norfolk soon. I was on the twerk team in high school. So watch (laughs) out. See, there you go. I knew you would, but it's this knowing that like, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room. And I want this to speak, not just into Joy's soul, but somebody else here. You don't have to always be speaking. If you're on stage, you can stay in the audience if you want, but just your presence joy it brings people safety and I think that's the word what I think of you even though joy in you and me we got the joy going on that's like the joy jam the color the life but I think of the word safety when I think of you and so when I embrace you it's going to be a safe hug because you do that with your words every single day you do that with your presence and I'm grateful for you thank you so much for being who you are Jack came forward and increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Gidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strohsnyder. We went an increase of 50%. 50%. We went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. I can't wait to meet you, Tamara. And I think down to that, you're like, watch out. Hold on, Joy, 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 Joy. I'm sorry, friend. This is not about others. This is about you. Sit back and be saturated you don't have to give any compliments back you don't even have to say thank you to the end you're allowed to flash your mic and that is it that is the rules miss joy this is my segment and i want you to be loved without having to give any love away yes don't give love away it's all to you friend and tamra i'm calling you tamra and the technicolor coat from now on by the way So flash your mics at me. I know that I saw a couple other people flashing their mics earlier. I forgot who those people were. So keep flashing your mics at me. I 
see you. All right, Miss um, Miss Solanarich. I'm sorry if I said your. Rich, are you are you there? Uh, um, yes, Solana you Rich, got you it. Know? Hello there. Yes. yes. Can you All right, me? let's go, girl. Go. Hey, I just wanted to say, Joy, you are truly a joy. I see you on the 75 um, hard and on this app. My mom's name is Joyce. I love the way you love your family. I love the way you love your life. I love the way you really, truly bring light and joy into this world and your style. Like you were talking about your clothes and, you know, I've, I'm just inspired by you. And I'm, I just had to jump in there. So many blessings to all champions. This is Solana Rich and I'm just getting started. I love that. All right, all right, all right. Feel that love. Feel that flash. The mic flash means she sees you. She loves you. Ooh, ooh. Come on, Auntie Anita. Come on, Auntie Anita. I see you. Oh, this. Is, I can't wait for this one. Yes, Joy. Good morning to everyone. But Joy, you are my joy. Joy like no other. Joy like no other. You reach to me like when I see your face without even hearing your voice. It lights up the stage. Joy, I often t I think I told you one time uh, when I see your, your face, it's a scripture that says a joyous heart does good like medicine. And I just to learn that you're that you be in pain every day of your life. Like I never would have known that never would have guessed it. I, I too the same, but I think because of your name, whoever named you Joy, they spoke prophetically over your life because you are Joy. You bring Joy. You look like Joy. You are my Joy. When I see your pictures on Instagram, I like them. I, I speak. I just put fire. I put hearts because you mean so much to us. And you and Jay Lister, that's why I call y'all Joy Lister. Because you all were the two of the ones that embraced me and loved me from the beginning. And I pray that the healing virtues in the name of Jesus, that it saturates whatever the condition is in your body, that it's subject to the name of Jesus. And I speak healing to your body right now by the power that's invested in me through the Holy Ghost. I love you, Joy. I'm Anita, the Clubhouse Auntie, and I am done speaking for now. Ooh, come on now, come on now. I see Dr. Rowe, I see you flashing your mic. Well, first I was like, hallelujah. That's amazing. And everything that um, Auntie Anita said is true. Joy, you are a true joy, no pun intended. You are one of the first people that called me up to the stage in this very room. You've always treated me kind. You send me uh, back messages, text messages sometimes, just to see if I'm okay. Those are qualities of a person who possesses true empathy for other individuals. And I just love you inside and out. You are an amazing, amazing woman of God. I am honored to know you, friend, and I'm blessed to call you friend. With that, Alexander, I give you back the mic. And Joy, I love you. This is Dr. Rowe. Yes, come on, Alpha 6. I see you flashing. First, you got a PTR. Okay, John. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? 
So the significance of that song is that minion wedding was from me and Nato Six and Joyisha as minions. And that was like two months ago. So just wanted to say from me and Nato Six, love you girl. <laughs> I love it. A minion, a minion wedding, ladies and gentlemen. That happened we started the trend. Y'all think that? Yeah, yeah, Y'all think that yesterday was the first wedding on Clubhouse? It was not. There was a wedding before, a minion wedding, y'all. And so that was part of it. So come on, flash your mic at me if you would love to pour into Miss Joy. So we are what we're doing for anyone that just came up on stage. We are just loving on the incredible Joy Farley, someone who gives joy freely in spite of living in pain, in spite of coming from humble beginnings and living life to the fullest, teaching all of us that in spite of, we can still slay all day and be fierce AF while doing it. Cause that's Woo! what Miss Joy Lacey yeah. is. So I saw, let's go, Michael. Go ahead, Michael, go ahead and pour into Miss Joy. Well, let me just say Michael this. Michael Huey is who I was referencing. Uh, let me just say this, Alexander, thank you so much. I just want to say thank you. I, I, I think you all can appreciate Alexander and who he is and I, I have the privilege of spending the weekend with him, and he's just an amazing human, and I think it's great how he pours in. But Joy Farley has become one of my close friends in life. Uh, she just sends me encouraging messages. She prays for me. Uh, we, we encourage each other. We correct each other. We protect each other. And I believe that that's what the Breakfast of Champions family is all about. It's community. Alexander talked about it this weekend. And uh, my wife and I feel like Joy's family. We pray for her. We know that if we ask her to pray for us, she prays for us. Um, she's just an amazing, amazing human. There's people that we hear the like-minded card thrown around all the time. Um, you know, when I heard Alexander was doing this, I got home at three o'clock in the morning from a trip and I was like, I'm just gonna get on here and see if I can share about my friend because once in a lifetime, friends come along, people come along that you can really trust know, like, and trust, and know that they got your back no matter what. And Joy Farley is one of those people, so sorry, that just inspires me and encourages me. I'm so grateful, and I love you. I'm complete. Oh, so good. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, so we are flashing mics to port Marcus. <laughs> Listen, y'all, if you see his face, you know he's in the place. Marcus Black, flash your mic at me, brother. Listen, I know for a fact that Joy is someone that resonates with you because you are one of the most powerful people I've ever had the privilege of meeting, and you exude joy, and Joy exudes joy better than anyone, making her maybe the most powerful person I've ever met on Clubhouse. So I need to know, my friend, what do you love about Joy Farley? Who's now? What up, family? Can you hear me? Okay. What up, family? Okay. What up, fam? What up, Okay, fam? I'm just making sure it's noisy. You know, I'm in the airport. I just hopped off a bird. Touchdown in Charlotte, of all places. Joy Farley. Aww. What? So, I, I'm not going to be here long. I'm headed to Boston. I'm in Charlotte right now. So, that being said, when I think about Joy, she's the epitome of her name. And there was one time I remember calling her, and I had a little stuff going on. There's some stuff going on in my mind and my heart. And when I heard her voice, it just lifted my entire spirit. And she's just such a grounded human being. She operates, she exudes love, she exudes joy, she exudes peace. Literally, she walks with it. She uplifts everybody. She changes the atmosphere in every single room that she enters, which I know all of you can attest. If you can, flash your mics. 
the joy that she exudes and how it's touched you. So I just appreciate you for the human you are. And I'm grateful to know you, my friend. Let's go. Oh, I love that, Marcus. I just love it. Every time we speak, Miss Christy Jensen. Did you just flash your mic or was that just my, my app? Christy Jensen. Okay, I think it was just me. All right, guys, flash your mics at me if you want to pour into Miss. Yes, I see you, Chris. I see you, Chris. Come on, girl. Talk to me, Chris. I, listen, you enjoy actually your crying. This is actually a really, you guys should be friends if you're not already. So talk to me. What do you love about Miss Joy? And it's Chris, so I mean. Yeah, you, you, Chris Lacey, go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say it's so funny because that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say to you, Joy, that I have not had the pleasure of becoming your real friend yet, but you are my friend in my head. I do want to tell you that um, since I've been on this app, it started off just seeing your beautiful photo and your amazing smile. Um, and you definitely um, certain, certainly brighten up uh, my clubhouse rooms anytime I'm in one. But I want to say that it means so much hearing everybody pour into you. It speaks so much to your true nature because, you know, people, you know, <laughs> they say, like, if it walks like a duck, it, you know, talks like a duck, all that stuff. It's like you, you know a person by what other people say about them. And so it's just such a pleasure to be able to share space and hear amazing people talk about you as an amazing woman. And I will say, as far as I'm concerned, you were one of the very first people who reached out to me when I, when I um, said that I, launched my, that I was launching my workbook. And it meant so much to me because I had already thought so highly of you. And so I just want to say thank you for being a light. Thank you for being genuine and being so kind to other people and um, just being a loving human being and, and, and being someone who's willing to support others. It really is an honor to um, kind of know you, but I hope eventually we can become friends as well. I think you're an absolutely phenomenal human being, and I just want to celebrate your life because you, you add so much um, light to mine. So this is Chris, I'm done. Chris, you're amazing. That's, and you know what? That's the whole point of the segment, right? I want to start off with a little interview where people get to know some, maybe some things that we don't know about these incredible champions on here. But then as everyone pours into them, you get to know the true version of that champion, right? Because we are who we are, but we're also who people see us as. And Joy, it's clear that the way people see you is pretty freaking dope. All right, Miss Laura Wilde. Can you flash your mic at me, please, friend? Laura Wilde kissing the basketball. I just texted you, girl. We were just texting. Laura Wilde. Okay, cool. We're going to keep going with this. Flash your mics at me if you um, would like to pour oh, in. Yes, I see I'm you. Here. Oh. I'm here. Oh, oh, good. Laura, who's here? Laura Wilde's here. I was just messaging. Yeah, okay. I had my phone out of the app. Sorry. Uh, first off, I got to meet Laura in real life, guys. Just so you know, she's stunningly gorgeous. Like, you think she's pretty in pictures? It ain't nothing until you see her in real life. Plus, she knows everybody. Aww. Uh, Laura, I'm going to be putting my phone here in the security machine shortly, so I'm going to go to you. But first, I see Miss Deborah, Miss Deb here. Um, Deborah, Deb Champagne. Go ahead, friend. Pour into Miss Joy. Okay, good morning. Um, I've been missing a couple of days um, on, on Clubhouse because I've been traveling, and um, uh, my good beautiful friend, Laura Wilde. She always wants me to come on stage and I just love her so much. She's always embraced me. And, and, um, so she brought me on stage. And when I realized it was about joy, I, I was like so happy that I came on today 
because Joy is absolutely one of my favorite people, of course, with Alpha. I always say I, I hate missing Alpha. But Joy is one of my favorite people. I love her voice. I love the way she speaks. And then when we... um. When we when I go to her Instagram and I see her mother, her mother just, I don't know, it just touches my heart, the love that her mother and father seem to have. And so you can't be, you 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 would have to be a special person to come from that kind of love. Because I can just feel it through the Instagram page, the love between her mother and her father. And her mother just seems like a, like a hoot, like I'd just love to meet her. Also, Joy is a, is, a, is a Carolinian girl. I'm from South Carolina. She's from North Carolina. But, of course, we know North Carolina, um, Charlotte and um, um, Columbia area is very connected. So um, I just say we're Carolina, Carol, Carolinians as well as she's a realtor like myself. We're in the real estate industry. So I just have a very close connection with Joy through Clubhouse, and I'm just like everyone else. She's my girlfriend. She is my girlfriend. I am claiming joy, and I'm so happy I came on today. Thank you, Laura, for bringing me on stage so I could speak to Laura. I'm sorry to joy. Thank you, joy. Love you. Keep that sweet spirit, and I love hearing you speak with that little southern twang. This is Deborah, and I'm done speaking. Yes, oh, Deborah. Love it. Powerful. Okay, flash your mics at me, guys. Who else is ready to share? All right, Miss Shirley Ann Montgomery. I see you. Come Hey, I wasn't going to say anything, but Michelle kicked off the joy, joy, joy. And then when I heard Deborah speak and I looked you up, Joy, the song that came to my heart was, it's the joy that's down in my heart. And then I looked you up and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's a realtor. Oh my gosh, she's in North Carolina. I too am a realtor and I'm in South Carolina. I don't have nowhere near the experience that you have in real estate, but I definitely want to connect with you. After hearing everyone give you your flowers, I believe that you are someone that can teach me the industry so that I, too, can go shine bright and make big things happen for other people's lives. Because apparently what you are doing is not about the commission. It's about changing lives as I hear people speak about you. So I just wanted to chime in and give you your flowers as well because it's about shining with others. Thank you for allowing me to speak, and I'm Shirley Ann. I inboxed you as well. Thank you, Shirley Ann. I love that. Flash your mics at me, guys, if you're here on this stage and you would like to pour into the joyous, joyful, joy and Miss Tony Mo Neferidi. How are you doing, friend? Hey. Hey, Joy. Oh, my God. Um, you already know. I've, I've let you know that my grandmother's name was Joy, but you every day make me laugh out loud that you when you say something funny that resonates with me, there's a little bit of funny, there's a medium funny, but you make me laugh out loud like a man with a deep, ugly laugh. <laughs> and I enjoy hearing you each and every day and you pour into others in the way that you have received me. I'm so thankful for you. I just have to tell you that. And if you are in Dallas and you're coming to Dallas, there is no way that I'm going to miss coming to see you and hug your neck and tell you that in person. Thank you so much, Joy. Your story resonates with me so well. I love you. I'm learning to love you and a lot of people on this stage each and every day, although I have not met you. I appreciate you. I love that, love that, love that, love that, love that. 
if you are on this stage right now, do me a favor and flash your mic at me if you are on this stage right now. Dr. Sean and Coach Isaac, I see, Alex. Okay, good, good, good. So I'm going to go to Dr. Sean, and then I'm going to go to Coach Isaac. So go ahead, Dr. Sean, and pour into our friend Joy. Um, so I'm kind of speechless, honestly. I, I thought I had a million things to say, and then everybody said everything about you. Huh. You know what you mean to me. I'm Sean. I'm done. Period. Mm -hmm. Simple and cute. I just want to make sure, Sean, did, did, yeah, were I'm you done? done if I couldn't help go you? Ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead, Coach. Okay. I love you, Dr. Sean. You're incredible, brother. And I love seeing your heart and how freely you give your love to others. That was powerful. I appreciate you. All right. Coach Isaac, let's go, brother Porrin. Joy, <laughs> we go back to the, the you know, the, the minions and all that stuff. And I love the back chat channels and just getting to know you on a personal level as, as well as everybody else in our group. And you bring uh, a peace. You bring a peace. Of course, you bring joy. But I think it starts with that peace that you have on the inside. Um, and that, that does a lot for me just as a man to, to have a woman as a friend that brings peace. And also whenever we talk, whenever I hear you talk on here on clubhouse, you give me, you give me that vibe, like, uh, my oldest sister, every time I need something from her, she just makes me feel like everything is all right. She has that calming, peaceful, still water type voice, right? You have your funny moments, but there's times where you just bring that peace and that calmness and that stillness. And then on top of everything, you're just a wise woman. You're just a wise woman. And from me, that's a top compliment that I can give anybody. So love you, Joy. And I hope everything everybody said has been making your day. Appreciate you. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Love that, Coach Isaac. Thank you so much. Dr. Duncan, I saw you flashing your mic. Go ahead and pour into our sister Joy. Hello, everybody. Hi, Joy. This is Dr. Duncan. We don't know each other really very well at all, but uh, I just want to let you know because I hear your pain out there. There's 160 in the country, and that's amazing. It could definitely, it can help you very, um, very likely it can. So just get, I, I sent you a message. Send me one back, and I'll find one for you and see if we can help you so you can get back active again. But uh, it's amazing just to hear what everybody has to say about you. Can't wait to get to know you better. Thank you, Dr. Duncan, and I'm out. Laura, take over. Alex just put his phone through, and I'm about to put my phone through. Laura, Alrighty. take over. All right. Hey, I'm Laura Wild. Enjoy. You know what? It's perfect timing because I wanted to say something. So I want to let you know, Joy, that you have been such a welcoming, beautiful soul. I met you early on when I was new, and you just acted as if we knew each other forever because maybe we have who knows but your beauty and grace is one of the most touching things about you and your kindness and your fierceness 
And I know that you work through the pain and I've known that for a while. And it's just incredible how you keep that smile and you live your name every day. And I love what you share about your parents and to my fellow African, thank you so much just for being you. You are just a beautiful, beautiful woman. And I think you can tell how much love is flowing through all of us for you, my friend. So is there anyone else on the stage who hasn't, and you know, just because you don't say anything, we know it doesn't mean you don't feel it. So not everyone wants to take the mic and, and uh, say that you can always DM Joy your thoughts. Anyone else have anything they'd like to say to Joy before we, Malika, hi, my dear. Hi, how are you? And then honey. Thanks Malika. Malika, then honey, we'll go. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for inviting me on the stage. And so Joy, we don't know each other personally. But I went to your page on Instagram and I love your title, Jump for Joy. And I just pray for healing to come about your life and that whatever doctors are on the stage that can help you heal or that God will send a doctor to heal you and so that you can still jump for joy. But your quotes were so inspirational. I just started sharing them on my Instagram stories and putting music behind them just to inspire my tribe. And so thank you for being an inspiration and showing up beautiful. I love the way your mom called you guys Hafikins. That is too cute. But you are beautiful inside. And I'm sure from all the flowers you are receiving, you are just as beautiful on the inside so sending just love and prayers that god will heal you totally and what i've been taught to believe the report of the lord and he says by the stripes of jesus you were made whole and you are healed and that's all i have to say thank you for allowing me to share i am malika star and i yield the floor I love that Malika. You are so that was beautiful. And you know what I love that you did is that you not just went in and followed her on Clubhouse or followed her on Instagram. You shared the content that she works hard to make sure that people are being touched, just like you said, so your tribe can get all the joy Farley that they deserve. I love that Malika. That's powerful, friends. Make sure you're sliding into Joy's DMs, sharing your flowers, but also following her sharing the things that resonate and really letting people know around the globe who Joe Farley is. So Joy, my friends, I have three minutes left and I'm gonna give you two of those minutes to share with us a couple things. Number one, feel free to share your gratitude. And number two, what did it feel like to sit back and just be saturated? I mean, I'm a crier. Um, cry. Oh yeah, there's one. Was there one? Yeah, go for it, girlfriend. Yeah, um, I got go scared. Ahead, go ahead. It's okay. This is honey. This is honey, Dre. I just wanted to say thank you for being, for being you. Simply just for being you. You're one of, um, you know, one of the people on Clubhouse that always show me love when I first start coming into the Breakfast and Champions rooms. You always brought me up. You reached out to me and made sure, you know, everything was good. And I just want to be like grateful for you for showing exactly like what a woman is supposed to walk like, look like, and like being an inspiration to all of us on this app. You're so beautiful. And I hope that whatever you've gone through, God touches your heart and your soul. And and he um, holds your hand through it all because you are so beautiful. And I'm just really happy to just be on stages with you. So thank you so much, Queen. Thanks, honey. Love that. Oh, And you know what? I want to say something real quick. Honey, 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 real quick, honey. 
We don't never skip Miss Honey. I did not see you. I apologize. You always have a voice at any stage I have because you are so powerful and so giving and loving to others. I love you, honey. I see you, and I apologize for missing your mic flash. My bad. No, I love you too, bro. You already know I love all you guys. Yes. So, Joy, come on. You already know the question. Talk to me. How does it feel? How are you feeling right now? And why is it important that we should freely share the love that we have for others? Because did you know all these people loved you? I've, I always feel the love. I really do. And I think sometimes when people put it into words, it's one thing to feel love and it's one thing to, for people to tell you exactly how they feel. And so I think it goes to show that, you know, you never know what you mean to people until you put into words. And I think that's a lesson for all of us to say, hey, like, when you see something great in someone, don't be, don't hold back. Always be the first person to be like, oh, I love what you're doing. I see you. And I've just been sitting here for the past almost hour just in tears being like, I mean, Sean Shapiro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You don't know what you mean to people until they tell you. And so I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who have poured into me. I think this has been the best way to start my boring day of continuing education um, for all those agents in the room have to get your eight hours in. But it means the world to me to know that when you just show up fully as yourself, you know, I always have known that I take up a lot of space physically. You know, I'm like, I'm six one and I wear heels and I don't care what anyone else thinks about it. But when it comes down to it, it's like when you occupy spaces in people's hearts, I think that means the most to me. And I just can't say thank you enough for all of you who have constantly poured into me since the second I got on this app. Um, I feel like I've made so many close friends um, in such a short amount of time. I think, Alexander, you said, oh, in Clubhouse, you know, time frame, it feels like we've known each other forever. And I've only been on here since December. So I think we have a whole lifetime of getting to know and love each other. And um, I'm just so grateful for all of you who continually daily pour into my world. Um, my cup is definitely overflowing and I can't wait to like dump it on everybody wherever I go today. So thank you, Alexander, for having me. It's meant the world to me. We love you, Joy. Yeah, that literally, Anthony's Joy. Voice, it, 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 yes, we do. I love you, You're so loved. You're so loved, I knew that it would not be an issue to do this segment with you because I knew I probably would run out of time. And look at it. It is already time is up for the day because Miss Joy Farley is exactly that. She is joy and she takes it as far as she can every single day. She is someone who's poured into so many of us. And today we got to return the favor and pour into this friend who God has ordained for so much greatness and steps into that greatness every single day. Y'all, this has been an incredible show on Breakfast of Champions today. We got to love on Joy Farley. We got to hear Jay Lissa talk with Sharon Lechner. Come on. So many good things happened on this show, which we do every single day. Every single day, you can jump on Breakfast of Champion Monday through Friday, starting at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sundays at Club 111 at, I believe, 111 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Guys, so make sure that if you haven't, you're following Glenn Lundy, you're following him on all the things, and he has special downloads that you actually can get um, a book for free, an ebook for free on how to start your morning every single day. So make sure that you guys are seeing that, doing that and loving each other freely. Because guys, what you give freely, you never really lose. And if you are missing love today, 
give love to others and it'll be returned back tenfold. This is Alexander Gonzalez and this has been an absolute pleasure. I love you all and I'll see you at the social media show starting two minutes ago. So see you guys there. Talk to y'all later. Love you. We love you, Alex. Thanks, Alexander. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.